What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks, you're Greg. Looking good. The beer's Greg, you good. survived VidCon. I did survive VidCon. Barely. And by the time Narrowly. this posts, hopefully RTX. Oh, RTX is going to be so good. It's I can so feel good. it. Austin, so good. we're going to eat a lot of food. We're going to eat a ton of food. Yeah. All barbecue, all yeah. lean protein, I'm hoping. No, I'm going yeah. to go to that, that yeah. Gordo's. Over here, the pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. Go Islanders. Go Islanders, indeed. And our special guest from Giant Bomb, Jeff Kirschman. How are oh, you doing? How's it going? Jeff Hello. Kirschman. Yeah, yeah, Hello. Hey, hey. There we go. We gotta celebrate I said I wouldn't come if you guys didn't clap. <laughs> uh, we almost I'm blew it. Yeah. We Fuck almost out blew it right off. Oh, okay, all right. Now, now you're just yeah. fine. All right, good. Um, thank you for coming. Yeah, no, I'm glad to be here. Tim Geddes had the audacity to have a birthday and go to Austin to celebrate with his girlfriend and wait for RTX to start. Gross. Jerk. Is RTX amazing? I've never been. Is we RTX never have amazing? either. Okay, well, it's supposed right. to after RTX. No, it doesn't. Well, the... Does it? it of does. course, everybody. If you, yeah, it was fantastic. You no, guys had a great so time. So good. Bernie's awesome. The reason there's a, we don't know if it's up after RTX is the fact that the Game Over Greggy show posts every Friday as an MP3 on GameOverGreggy.BandCamp.com for one dollar. If you don't think we're worth that dollar, you can pick us up on YouTube Monday through Friday. Every topic's broken out one by one. YouTube.com/GameOverGreggy. We post them for free over there. So that's why we don't know. Currently, if you're listening to the MP3 on Friday, RTX is happening. You probably just missed. The Game Over Greggy Show panel we're doing there with Barbara oh, Dunkelman. It's going to be so good with Barbara. They're live streaming it, and then we'll put up the video, of course, here, if everything goes according to plan. Mm. You never know with that technical stuff. Yeah, that's very fancy. Yeah, it's a pain in the butt. Especially, yeah, no, I know, especially with me running it. I yeah. just twist knobs Vi- doing, constantly. Doing video on the road is just like just at something. any moment. like Crap It shoot. might all just catch on fire. Just yeah. like, I don't know. These yeah. cameras all got stolen. Who knows? It's funny. Like I hate the differences when you go place to place. Yep. Like I've been to packs where they're like, don't touch the board you are right. we are union workers now. and yeah. then at PAX East this year they were like oh yeah go ahead jack on the board we don't care I was yeah. like damn alright yeah jerks no idea what's happening over there Colin fucking asshole don't yeah. jack into these the board these unions right you're a big union fan <laughs> oh, I'm a huge union fan Colin don't yeah. jack the board I'm not gonna jack I might never mind maybe <laughs> I'll <was gonna> <laughs> you know, jack off on the board but is that I got, appropriate? Yeah, I, no, I said fine. it, so it's okay. I know. I like how you stopped yourself. Okay. No, let's let's roll this back. And yeah, you can't. Out, guys. What's up, everybody? Welcome. I'm here to kind of train you guys <laughs> yeah. for pure internet celebrity. Look, just roll it back. The jack off thing, not cool. Yeah, <laughs> no. A little creepy. A it's little creepy. It's about time a real producer came in here. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Can you please take over? Uh, every single time we say something inappropriate, Greg makes me bleep it. So. No, see, I make him bleep when he he mentions people's names he shouldn't mention. Okay, such All as right. whose dick he'd want to trade, yeah. and he throws out a person that there's no reason he should say that person's <laughs> name on the air. Mm. That's okay. why we have to bleep Nick Scarpino. It's classic sure. Scarpino. That's classic. Classic. That's oh, what everyone Scarpino. says. Classic Scarpino. Another classic Scarpino moment. <laughs> that is so be. Staring at that milkshake now, I want one of those milkshakes. Yeah, there's a game over Greggy show video going up about the perfect Portillo's order. If you're listening to MP3 on Friday, it'll be live on Saturday, and if you're listening after Boom. Saturday, it's live on Saturday. Make you hungry. I'm just putting you out there. I'm dying to go back to Portillo's. It's the best. Seeing just the best this, thing in the world. This, like 20 seconds of video yeah. that I saw over here right now, like ignited it in me all over. I've only been there like four times because oh, you know it's like I'm from here, enough. so yeah, you know, it's, it's always like enough. I can. But you're I can, down in LA enough. You gotta get to that Buena Park. I am. Yeah. The last time I went, uh, it, I ended up really screwing myself over because I was driving back to San Francisco from yeah. LA, and then in the time it took me to drive back down there and back to LA where I was to begin with. Uh, I five had caught on fire. Oh so sure, it took yeah, me, yeah. It took me a day and a half to get home. You should have packed a second Portillo's lunch. I, so I did. Yeah, and so I was in a Motel Six like late that night, just with the one Portillo's, just the sandwich going. There's a microwave in this room. This is perfect. And just like eating it and just like watching baseball on like a four by three TV <laughs> and just going like, sandwich loves me. <laughs> uh, and God, I want to go back. You got it. We every year after E three, I take a pilgrimage down there. You should come. Yeah, that's yeah, big time. Man, yeah, big time. Sure. Um, Colin. Yes. 
Jeff, of course, is a guest here today. Yes. But we have another guest with us. Yes. What, explain to me this fancy bottle of bourbon. Uh, so we have here, oh dear, the pop filter. Uh, Henry McKenna, uh-huh. 10-year bourbon. Uh-huh. Now, people might remember, maybe it was 15, 20 episodes ago, we had David Ballard on from Naughty Dog, oh, our yeah. friend at Naughty Dog. Um, and uh, our friend Eric Castro, another friend. We have more than one friend. We have so many friends. And uh, mm. uh, Eric Castro, <laughs> choose one, guys. Come on, oh. it's really hard. You only I'll have a few good friends. Tom Hanks. Uh, <laughs> Aim high. So uh, Eric Castro owns Polite Provisions, which is a, a fantastic cocktail bar in San Diego. And, you, and everyone that watches this show know that Greg and I love our old fashioned. So mm-hmm. uh, he's a good friend of ours. And so he sent us five bottles. If, if people remember correctly, they were little vials, they were little Castlevania vials. And uh, we sampled all five bourbons, which were all private barrels, and then we picked the barrel that he would use for his um, for his house bourbon. Right. Um, and he sent us nine bottles of the bourbon. Whew! That's uh, an expensive thing of yeah, bourbon So there. first of all, Eric Castro's the man. We really appreciate that. So what Thanks, it says... Eric we So we picked out... Wow. Yep. Yeah, yeah, please report. We picked out barrel number 1225 from the year 2003. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was barreled on 10603, October 6, 2003. When I was at Northeastern University, still, so the world it's a very, is a different place. Back a very then. different, very mm-hmm. different place. Uh, and uh, we're gonna, we had a little bit last night. I, I was on the comedy button last night with Altano and Scott Bromley and those guys. I came home. We had a little bit of this. Yeah, you know, playing Valiant Hearts. It was good. Uh, so we're gonna sample it now again and pretend well, that we never had it before. It. Oh, okay. And it just smells. I mean, this is some. Usually we drink Knob Creek. We drink Woodford. Right. Pretty Eagle Rare, good stuff. But this is better than all of that. Right. Because um, we made it. Exactly, we made. If it this wasn't for us, McKenna, this wouldn't even be in polite provisions. One, two, another two, five. one. Yeah, Pashaw. come on. <gasps> so we'll get those poured. Everybody go to San Diego. Of course, I'll be at Comic Con. I'll be Everyone hosting. Go to San Diego. I'll be hosting a meet and greet at polite provisions, San Diego Comic Con. Sounds lovely. Probably can I, can nothing. I come? Yeah, probably nothing will be free. So bring money. No, yeah. d- but cash. Yeah, lots of cash. And come <laughs> with that. With that love of. Good cocktails of handcrafted cocktails. Oh, it takes a few minutes to make them, you know. Mm-hmm. You got, but it's so, you know. But when I went there with Cheryl when we were in San Diego, they That's had his girlfriend. It's my girlfriend. Girlfriend. Uh, we uh, they had a guy in there that was chipping the ice manually. Which was like so cool. That yeah. seems it's that's, so old. I'm sorry, now I got to draw the line at that. Uh, like right. that seems like Perfect. it's going to take too drink. long. You can't oh, just cheers. make the ice. Thanks for uh, coming, Jeff. It's yeah, so good. Good. Thank you, Eric. What were you saying? Make your you fucking just, point. You can't just put ice in a glass. You got to chip it away at it with your cool vests and your bow tie and your suspenders. It's a show. You more than most people, I think, would be a man who understands fine ice. I do you, enjoy my ice. You need you need the fine ice when you're paying ten, twelve, fourteen dollars for a cocktail. They put all the love and, and respect into that cocktail. See, but if I, I could pay eight dollars for that cocktail and just get ice get cubes, fast. you'd be all right with that. I'd be all right with that. Okay. The, now here's the thing I was thinking about. Uh, I've been you guys haven't been to the bar yet, so you can you can tell me when you go. They, it's like an old school kind of early 20th century inspired vibe there, like a soda fountain kind of almost. Uh, and they had some old paintings, some old portraits. Did now the I eyes, wonder. The eyes move with? Kind of like the Tickly Monster back oh, in the day. Oh, the <laughs> and I was, I was wondering, would we, would would Eric adorn polite oh provisions God. with this portrait? If we okay, well, it can't be that one. We got to send him another because I'm one. married to this one. Yeah. But I'm sure <laughs> we can get Panda another. Would do another one of these for us if we wanted yeah. to. If it was going to be hung someplace as magical. That's amazing, Eric Castro. You got to let us know if you'll yeah. hang well, that. Uh, bare minimum, if you're going to do a meetup down there, I mean, bring sure, this one with sure. You that's a good. Call. Call. Hope it doesn't on. get destroyed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> What's crazy is I never really realized that it, at this angle, Colin is looking right at me. So as you're looking at me, you're also looking at my me. My favorite part is like last week I was like, it's "Hey, Nick, this is really on. crooked," and you said it looks good on camera. <laughs> and then I watched the show and it did. Oh no, yeah. If you look at it right now, it looks like it's what like 
It's way crooked. Yeah. But it looks, it looks fine like I hung on it. that thing. Yeah. But that's weird. I know. I mean, angles. Angles. The camera adds 10 pounds and two inches that way. <laughs> Which way was that? That way. Yeah, kind of that. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Normal. Ladies and gentlemen, the Game Over Greggy show is simple. Every week, four, sometimes five best friends gather around this table. He's bringing a random topic of discussion for your amusement. You hopefully like it, share it, you buy the podcast. We already went through all that part of it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Jeff. Hi. You're the guest. Hello. First off, everybody should know you, right? You're you're like Mr. Video Games Journalism. I guess so. Yeah, something like that. Sure. In a nutshell, uh, who are you if they don't know you? Let's see. I mean, I, uh, I've been covering video games for about like 20 years now, which is kind of a long time. And uh, currently doing it at giantbomb.com. And uh, follow go. me on Twitter or go to jeffgersman.net where I'm answering all kinds of questions and doing all kinds of dumb shit. Okay, great. Yeah. What dumb shit did you bring today as your topic? Well, look, guys, I, I'm i at this conundrum. Like, the quality of my life is, is, is questionable at this point because mm. I watch wrestling mm. and I hate wrestling. <laughs> and I can't stop watching wrestling. I so why it. do you watch it? Why do you keep watching wrestling? Because you can't stop. Because I can't stop watching yeah. wrestling. You don't know how an addiction works? Oh, I know Nick how Scarpino. addictions work. <laughs> And let me tell you right now, I'll be first to tell you, I started watching Total Divas. Can't stop watching that See, show. See, I can't I can't get that deep into it. Oh. I that's look, man, you have a different strain of crazy that's, I can't handle it. It's, yeah, <laughs> you are too far gone. Look, you need some mutant. No one can you see need you. help, man. I, I actually this is how bad it is. My wife comes and she's like, That show, why are you watching that show? I was like, It's kinda of funny. She starts watching the show. Mm-hmm. I come back a week later from a trip. She's got. She's seen all of them. She now wants to go back on Xbox Live and buy the first season of the oh show. Oh boy! So we do it, and I watch it. And now I'm like, now I have to watch the second season of the show that you already watched. Mm-hmm. It's a great show. Oh, well, yeah. that's oh, debatable. It's super good. So it, my problem it goes I, Total Divas, Breaking Bad, Jesus God. Game of Thrones, <laughs> and then whatever. I don't care. I'm my two, done. my two deaths. So tell us, yeah. the, tell us the issue at hand. So I think you know my larger issue is I feel like that's something that you you know like wrestling was good for a little bit, and it's it's you know the writing has gotten worse lately, and it is what it is. But I think the the larger issue there is I feel like you know there are a lot of things that appeal to. I, it's, I, I hesitate to even call it like a geek demographic because I think it's a yeah. really reductive way to talk about it. But, you know, like the, the people that are passionate about things on the internet in an extreme way. Comic books, uh, science fiction movies, video games, yeah, yeah. Uh, wrestling. Like all, all these things kind of fit together. Uh, you know, horror movies, whatever it ends up being. People, it's fine that people are passionate about it, but people are just are tearing things apart. And it feels like the, the just every conversation online that I'm in nowadays it's just extreme one way or the other. It's, all, sure. it's either this is the best thing in the world or this is fucking trash garbage. It's a user uh, critic on Metacritic. Basically, It's either yeah, a zero yeah, or it's, a ten. It's, it's either, yeah, it's either like Ubisoft lied to us or it's the greatest thing ever made. Um, and it's, it's, I just don't know if there's a way to change it. I mean, obviously, you know, my problem is with wrestling. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it has its ups and downs. I hate it. But sometimes it's really great. Now, have you been following? It. Catch me up here, because okay. you know you guys all go way back, but we haven't really interacted that much. He came which up at noon. Which is sad. Know. I know, but he came in like a superstar and then left like five seconds he's later. Like I don't want to take any like, pictures. Who the hell is this beard guy? I'm not taking pictures. I'm not <laughs> yeah. going to do anything. Have you been watching wrestling since you were a kid? Uh, so I watched it a lot as a kid. Kind of the Hulk Hogan era, right? Yeah. right you know, the, the era. The era. Uh, and then, see, I see attitude error was the whatever. So no I fell out of it. Correct. Yeah, no uh, I, I fell out of it and kind of. They know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
I fell out of it, kind of came back when uh, the NWO got big. Yep, yep. Uh, and, and so it be, because it became like the, the storyline got a little edgier, a little more reality-based to where you were like, it blurred the lines. Yeah. Obviously, you knew it was still being written. It was still a show. Uh, but the, the storylines had become more than just like, I'm going to beat the bad guy. Right. And then you beat the bad guy, and now you have and the championship the belt. But who is like, the bad guy? <laughs> the Undertaker, or you know anyone? Undertaker, Giant Gonzalez. Undertaker was Wait, literally they... crucifying people. Yeah, in this exactly. Era. Like didn't, that's didn't the Rock start as a bad guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And He's then... gone back a few times. Yeah. Everyone kind of goes back and forth. It's just you know at some point they're like, well, this is boring, and the people aren't responding to it the way they used to, so we need to swing them over to the other side. Gotcha. And, and surprise everybody, and then we can ride that out for yeah. six weeks. Gotcha. Uh, except for John Cena, I guess. Well, he, you know, maybe started out a little bit of a bad guy, but he's just become just Superman. He is he is the new Hulk Hogan. He never is loses. He bad, you were saying earlier that he won something. Yes, he, he won. He won back the championship. Money recently, in the bank. Was and, and money yeah, in the bank. Week. They they gave him the title, the pay per view, and uh, you know, so now he has the belts again for like fifteen times or, or whatever it is. And uh, is he still wearing the jorts? Oh yeah, it's cargo shorts. Sometimes he mixes in the jorts. Yeah, they're still there. And it's that I'm torn on that too because I've got a closet full of jean shorts, guys, yeah, yeah. and like I'm just one of these days they're gonna yeah, come back. They come back out. They're gonna come back. Uh, did you? How did you find out you were out of style with shorts? Uh, it was I wore them. I was kind of like hanging on to them for a while, really? going like, "No, fuck you guys. I'm right. You're wrong." Yeah. It was yeah. for me. It was I was out. It, I wore them all through college. Mm-hmm. All through college, wore these shorts. I want to see the pictures of you and George. Remember, you remember this is I, I was told this story. Hair. Yeah, this is the story of how I walked into my freshman year. Mm-hmm. I, mind you, I'd gone to private Catholic school my entire life. Sure. So they finally let me off the leash. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't have to dress snapped, myself. Yeah. So this is, I walked into my college dorm freshman year, first day, with from the feet to the head, right? Uh, red Converse high tops. Okay. Tube socks up to the mid uh, calf there. Definitely. Then jean shorts. Mm-hmm. Then a WCW t shirt. Naturally. Hawaiian shirt over it. Oh, yeah. Because there was a Simpsons episode, remember, with the gay guy. And, and Homer said only two kinds of guys wear Hawaiian shirts big fat party animals or gay guys. And I was like, I want to be a big fat party animal. Absolutely. And so I. I Every I'm not even making this up. Every day of freshman year, I wore a Hawaiian shirt. I have three. I own three Hawaiian shirts. So then you They're go really up the rest of the way. I bought. I'd finally been able to get the nerd glasses I always wanted, and then I had blue hair, completely dyed royal blue hair. Perfect. And so I was ready to party for sure. Yeah. But so I, over the years, I grew out of that, a lot of that. You know, sophomore year, yeah. I didn't wear the Hawaiian shirts as much. I mixed in other wrestling shirts and video games and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then I was out to dinner. I'd already graduated college. Or I was about to graduate. I'm sorry. It was my senior year. And I was out there, blah, blah, And it was my girlfriend at the time, her friends, whatever, yada, yada. And they're like, well, yeah, you know, and, you know, jean shorts are out of style. But Miller kind of makes them work. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> And I was, and they're like, no, jean shorts aren't. In, I'm like, really? Like, what happened? And, and, what and they're like, well, who is the only other person you know who 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 else wears jean shorts? And I had one friend. They're like, is he cool? And I was like, no. No, wait a minute. What the fuck? And I like the yeah. next day went you out and bought, ripped yeah. them off and you're just <laughs> with your balls out. Well, it's, you know, I just didn't know any better. <laughs> the phase I went through is that I I got to a point where I didn't own any long pants at all. Mm. And it's you know living in, the, in this part, you know, San Francisco, it, it's mild. Yeah, we, we work inside. Yeah, yeah. Uh, clearly. So <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, Can't tell about the tan. Yeah. Uh, so basically, I didn't need to wear pants. Yeah. So I didn't, man. Yeah. Uh, so I ended up with you know a lot of pairs of jean shorts and you know some non-jean shorts, but mostly jean shorts. And this you know this kind of carried on. F- f- 
actually until like way past its prime. Like, you know, it was kind of like 2006, 2007. Okay, so it's pretty recent. Uh, 2008, maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, somewhere in there. She's like 2000. You know, yesterday. Yes, last month <laughs> I decided. Right now. <laughs> so I, I had kind of a full-on snap where I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, what am I doing? I dress myself. I can do better than this. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of started shopping. I was like, you know what? I'm just going like, to... So I went out and I just said, like, I'm going to spend a lot of money on one pair of jeans and see how it goes. Uh, and I went and I bought, like, you know, Japanese raw denim and, like, all the, you know, fancy, you know, weird pants that you're not supposed to wash and all that bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and bought them and liked them. And I was like, okay, no, wait. I can, I can, I can wear some pants. I can, yeah. You know, and now I, I'm proud to say... You wear pants. I own three pairs of jeans. Nice. Wow, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. See, this it's, is... Uh, uh, nice. I, yeah. I had been wearing the relaxed fit jeans forever, mm-hmm. and there's this girl at work who says that's not a good look on me, and my her name's Alexis. She's been on the show. She, I don't know I why I said I think her exact words... I know, exactly. We had her guest. Her exact words were, you look like you're holding a load in your pants. Yeah, they were, I got a saggy ass. <laughs> you got a saggy and so, shirt. Sure, old yeah, man, you got yeah. the Harrison Nick Ford wanted to film crystal skull. Yeah, Nick wanted to f- film some fancy conversations at IGN, so he took mm-hmm. me out with a budget and bought me nice pants. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and now they're like all skinny, and they're nice and tight on my ass. Yeah. Sometimes too out of my good. dick I get told but I like that look well yeah, you, because you hike them up where's again, so high again <laughs> the, wear, the point is <laughs> like my grandma used to wear sweatpants when she because went to the base. You, I don't want a saggy butt anymore and like you have to understand you're, I, I'm still wearing them the way the pants are supposed to be worn otherwise when it's I bend down dad. you get that ass crack you want, I, I'm fighting against the plumber's crack I'm trying to get that ass crack out there I'm putting on shows <laughs> you know? I follow your ass quack, crack on Twitter oh yeah it's, so uh, it's, really it's got good. quite the follow his ass quack uh, I just said that. Yeah, so you know, sometimes I have to wear a belt because you know it's like I, I went through a phase where I actually dropped a little bit of weight, and then these pants started falling off my ass. Well, thank you. It's, uh, quitter, but you know, everyone's team quitting. Fat. Everyone's yeah, quitting. No one's quitting. Team Fat. I'm buy a Team Fat T-shirt. No, slash Game Over Greg. It's you know, what, it's, what do you rock? Orders you, of magnitude. You rock an XL or double XL? I'm between right now. Okay, that's a tough place to be. It's a tough place to be. People ask you like, "What size shirt you wear?" I got one here for you. Like I. I don't know how to answer this. I don't know. I'm just going to say XL because I feel bad if I say double XL, but that's usually the safe answer. And well, <laughs> my answer is always because I'm in between a medium and a large because just because of my, my pregnant gut. Because you're, uh, you're baby. And my boy. question is always, is the shirt pre-shrunk? Oh. That's how I always preface it. And usually the answer is, I have no idea. And right. then I'm like, well, can't take that. You can't, I can't take that risk. No, dude. Because I, I have some shirts. Risk. I have some shirts like the Dr. Wiley shirt that Greg bought me in Japan. Yeah, uh, was a large that shrunk down perfectly to a medium. Mm. Now I bought a resistance shirt that was a medium, not pre-shrunk. That looks like a fucking belly shirt. You know, <laughs> so you have to be like very careful. Even my Rezo gun shirt. Yeah. Very careful with that kind of stuff. That's now, the worst. Like when you, you raise yeah, your hand yeah. to right here, I can see your entire navel. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. Now, before we move on to the rest of the wrestling story, I just want to say, <laughs> as an aside, this be- is the rest of the wrestling story. So don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say, as an aside, before I forget, before we get any further away, the fact uh, Greg's my best friend. I've known Greg uh-huh. for a long time. The fact that Greg wore Hawaiian shirts every day when he was a freshman at Mizzou makes me want to drop kick him out of a fucking window. Whatever, and you had just, a mohawk. The, yeah, I did have a mohawk. <laughs> Mohawks are cool. Still cool. I did have Hawaiian a Hawaiian shirts are cool. Still cool. I used to. I would expect someone with a mohawk to drop kick someone yeah. in a Hawaiian yeah, yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah. We that that checks out. That checks out. Huh? We would have been best friends. Oh, yeah. Oh, no doubt. No, we were two pieces of the pot. vandals. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> the vandals. Oh, I used to wear my dad's. Uh, when I was a freshman, I went to school in Boston. It was very cold. Uh, my dad had a, a pea coat, a New York City, you know, he's a New York City firefighter, so he had a pea coat with the FDNY logo. I used to wear it, look like a fucking Civil War general walking around, uh, walking around Boston. It was very, sl- very slick and Ramon. 
Ramon, my mm-hmm. uh, my good friend from college, uh, brought some pictures and Missing. showed them to me, and I'm wearing that coat in like every picture. Yeah, that's yeah. cool though. See, you were punk rock. Punk rock's always cool. Punk rock is is a classic. Look. Punk something. Yeah. <laughs> You're a punk. <laughs> Uh, Greg Going home and was... watching writing strategy guides on Game Facts. My favorite, my spare time was very punk rock. And now I haven't seen a picture of Greg I'll from college, but I imagine that you were just a giant nerd. Yeah. Well, it was yeah. me with blue hair and a yeah. Hawaiian shirt. Okay. You, you ever think about going anymore. back to the blue hair? Yeah. I got this white spot, you know, from uh-huh. where my hair grew back. Uh, I, this white spot came with it. I think about yeah. dying. What if you often. dyed it blue? And then the white spot, it didn't take on the white. <laughs> and then the white spot like, for some reason like, can't like, take on no, no, Leave that and you know deliberately die around mm, the white mm, spot like, like own the white spot, spot. it's very yeah, distinctive yeah. Yeah. yeah uh did you bleach your hair and then die oh away? yeah big time yeah, okay. yeah. You, ble- you bleach you gotta bleach it white first yeah mm-hmm. oh god i bleached my hair a handful of times over the years um and did you ever I frost your tips because i desperately want to frost my tips no but so i i would only bleach my hair once and then let it grow oh, out like, so it, you would eventually get to that point where it basically it was frosted, like frosted tips. tips that's my um recollection of every single time I've seen Clements is he's always got yeah. like that like half grown out frosted yeah he's tip got look. crazy cool hair because he just does crazy stuff to his hair all the time see that's the thing about mine is I had blue hair but it was I wasn't doing anything crazy with it like you can just picture me right now with blue hair and that was it I have one photo of me with the bleach blonde hair because KU came to town and they're blue so I didn't I just bleached it blonde and again it's still the same comb over hair it's just yeah. like it's just you bleached. had a comb over blonde yeah. mop well I mean how do you I don't I'm not, I don't like the term comb over because I'm not part. combing it's, over it's anything it's I got a part yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, okay, but a lot okay, of people—that right, right. is exactly what I had when I was bleaching my hair too. Yeah. It was, you know, just parted on the left mm-hmm. uh, and and combed over to the side. And I, I don't know, I enjoyed it. Blondes have more fun. I do. I don't even remember. What was the original question? On John Cena one? wears jean shorts. John Cena wears <laughs> jean shorts. That's and people hate tangent happens. Yeah. No, I, I, it's just like for wrestling, right? I'm, I have this exact same story you had, right? Where mm-hmm. I was into it big time as a kid. Yeah. You grow out of it because it's, you know, it's superheroes versus villains. Because Doink then, the Clown retires and you don't want to watch it anymore. True. Right. And then I remember when I got to high school, uh, NWO WC, w, Revenge was the jam, right? And right. that's when the, the WWF game started coming. That's when Attitude hit. That's when right. like Stone Cold like, Rock. Like, man, this is crazy. Like it, yeah. it became okay to be into wrestling it was a a brand new product again and then the problem is like i stuck with that in from high school into college well into college and then at some point yeah you're just like like what am i doing this is the same thing over and over again i can't do it and like i feel even when i jump back into it now i still haven't there hasn't been that giant shift you know what i mean like i don't know where they pivot to next yeah exactly it's it's parts of it i seem i think are super fascinating and you know like from like a business perspective like watching them try to craft that show Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. try to run their business so it's like i'm almost looking at it like that way now which is probably a sad way to watch any piece of entertainment (laughs) programming but that's that's just how it's shaken out how's Uh, the revenue flow going the the revenue flow for them is interesting (laughs) uh, because i mean you can watch what they're pushing at any given moment right so you know, it's like, okay, there are Mountain Dew bottles sitting at the announce table, like, you know, American Idol or something, whatever, Coke glasses yeah, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, or famed Coke You know, glasses. you can watch what they're pushing at any given moment and how desperately they push it, you can tell how they're doing. So right now, like, they launched the WWE Network, which is their streaming service yeah. with all of this back catalog stuff. And you can, you can look at it and go, like, maybe it's not going so well because, like, you watch them push it harder and harder in like in like increasingly simplified ways to like you know it started and they launched it and like okay then all of a sudden it became it's like netflix for wrestling like they had to explain it to to people who just weren't getting it and people were like you get it on a computer or a thing that you hook up to your tv it's not on your cable you need to 
You know, it's like they're practically at some point just gonna. And they've done this. Like they've they've done like here's how you install an app on your iPad. Yeah. Go type in WW. Like you can watch that kind of like <laughs> desperation mixed with like their amazing quest for uh, like finding mainstream acceptance. Sure. It's, it's a lot like porn. Like I don't know if you've spoken with porn stars. Oh, I have. Um. So I hung out with Ron Jeremy. Oh no! And the uh, name amongst names. Yeah, um, I hung out with him backstage at a strip club in Sacramento. And, all right, slow uh, this conversation. Slow this down. <laughs> yeah, how did all this happen? So a and friend let's of mine back w- up a couple feet. A here. friend of mine met Ron Jeremy. So okay, back in the day, video game trade shows used to, the video game stuff used to happen at CES. I know where we're going before E3. So the there were the the adult convention was happening at the same time. The same badge got you into both. I was sixteen, very excited to see the pornography. Yeah. Uh, so we would go over there, and I would be like, I don't want to talk to any of these women. Um, we should also preface that when we, when you and I were sixteen, there was not a huge proliferation of porn everywhere. Exactly. You this was nineteen ninety two. Yeah. There was so, no Instagram. There was barely VHS tapes at this exactly, point of, yeah. of pornographic yeah. material yeah. floating there, around. Your... Like DVD pornography was just like a faraway dream. Yeah. Um, so anyway, a, a friend of mine uh, started doing uh, Ron Jeremy's official website. Uh, because you know he need, he's a he's I'm a, a busy man. Mm-hmm. He needs a website. Yeah. So, so my friend started doing it, and he's like, "Well, I'm gonna go hang out with Ron because I need to update the website. We need to go talk to him about stuff or something." I'm like, "Okay." Didn't realize it was a strip club, but Ron Jeremy was there telling jokes. He went on tour doing stand up. Yeah, he did. He's got to tell people what's up, right? Usually him. That's actually. I mean, you did that is like ninety percent of his material right there. <laughs> you, you, you have nailed his act. You were perfect. Um, so he was doing that. He had his rap single out, Freak of the Week, with oh, okay. DJ Polo, who uh, did some work with Cool G Rap. Back in the, anyway. Um, did you make up all those names just now? No, no. Cool G Rap and DJ Polo. That's oh, wow. Road to the Riches. Colin. Uh, Jeff is a ra- on this. He's a rap aficionado. That's true. Really? Yeah. That's... That was my first introduction to Mr. Gersman. Really? Yeah. It was, we, I, the first time I ever saw you in the flesh. You were, you, you were, were, rap, was you were rap battling on that Def Jam rap star oh, at yeah. some video game event we were at. They, yeah, they had me up on stage for that. I rapped yeah. in front of the, the head of Def Jam. It was super weird. Um, he did not sign me to a deal. I, was, <laughs> I asked. I said, like, I could rap you like this the for mic in his yeah, face. exactly. Um, so at this point, so we are hanging out backstage at a strip club with uh, Ron Jeremy. It's me, uh, the guy who's running a site, and uh, the guy who's currently my roommate, um, who is a nutcase. They're all, anyway. Um, so me and, and my friend, we're, we're kind of sitting back there, like not really engaged in this conversation. We're backstage at a strip club going like, this is ridiculous. Why are we here? Like, are, are there someone, we're going to get found out. Someone's going to ask us to leave. <laughs> and we're listening to Ron. And so anyway, my point uh, about the, the wrestling kind of desperation is all he would talk about, all he wanted to talk about was, oh, I was in the South Park Guys movie, Orgasmo. Oh, I was in this music video. Oh, I'm going to be on this TV show. Like, the porn stuff was like nothing. Like, it was the mainstream, anything he could do that would be, like, wider and maybe, like, get him out of that. So it was, like, this kind of, like, sad thing hmm. uh, to, to watch because, like, you just, like, he was, you could tell he was trying to reaching, trying to get out. Sure, sure. Or, or at least get bigger. Uh I was going to say, yeah, he's stretching, he's getting there bigger. You go. There you go. What, what is this new thing that's working yeah. about? Yeah, this is a new thing. I saw it in a movie. No, you didn't. It's very it's cool. Dead. It's no. just a little pound. Yeah. Now let's race. <laughs> it, was, it was a Fast and Furious. It was something. Yeah. I can't remember it was like. Of course it's Fast boom. and Furious when you base your life so on. so cool. Oh my yeah. God, of course I do. Um, so he's kind of telling his stories and like actually, so this, this ended up getting like kind of verified for me later when they put out a documentary on him, but he would kind of doze off and kind of pick up mid-sentence. Turns out he has low-grade narcolepsy, which is oh. something we kind of suspected ta- they're talking to him, but then the documentary kind of 
confirmed uh, confirmed that yeah um so I mean, like this this whole story is going on and it's, it's like super weird because there are you know nude women getting ready to get out you know they're putting on what little they're putting on yeah. to go take off on stage um as we're backstage at a strip club so i'm trying not to look over at that uh but meanwhile you know these, these girls that are there working are kind of coming over and trying to figure out what's going on they are very interested in Ron because, you know, on some level, Ron is a man who can get them out of Sacramento, mm-hmm. um, which I wanted to be out of Sacramento at that time. I would have done anything Ron Jeremy said um, to get the fuck out of Sacramento. Uh, so they kind of kind of come over and try to size up the situation. They see us talking to him. They they look at us and go like, well, they, I imagine they're thinking like, well, these guys are not in the business. They're not making movies. Yeah. They must be the producers. They must be the one making. They must be the money men. Yeah. Or something like that. So, like one by one, like they're kind of coming back, going, like, "Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, how's it going?" Um, and this was this was a pretty long time ago. Uh, so this will make more sense with that in mind. Uh, like, you know, we're just kind of making small talk, and it's like, "So, how's business? How's hey, how's it going?" And <laughs> how are the, you know, how dollars flowing? Hey, tonight, how's, how's things going? And and you know, this this one girl's like, "Well, you know, I'm." I'm I'm doing really well lately because, you know, points at her face like this and it goes, no doubt. Um, and we're both sitting there like for a couple seconds and we both instantly realize, come to the realization like, oh, she thinks that she looks like Gwen Stefani. Yeah. Who was very big at the time. How far off was she from that assessment? Not even close. <laughs> like, not just like, so both of us just go, oh, of course, yes. I mean, look at, yeah, I mean, you Spider must be, webs. you're raking it in. Yeah, just a girl, of course. This is huge. This is amazing. Yeah, you're doing really well. They all think Great. it's you. They all think it's you. I had to get out of there so bad. Like, so that, that was, you know, we, we eventually kind of got out of there, sat in the strip club, watched Ron's stand up act, which really bummed me out. <laughs> in a ton of ways. That sounds really depressing. Yeah, it, it was, I mean... This story was a lot more depressing than I thought it was going to yeah. be when I asked you to tell it. That's to our audience. I think you are audience. That's, apology. That's the real lesson about the porn industry, I think. Is, is that it's super it's depressing. way more depressing than, than it seems. I've always imagined. Um, and, and yeah, that was... Uh, that was a dark time. So wrestling reminds me a lot of my time with Ron Jeremy. Because they're still grasping at those strong. Yeah, because there's that, that thing of like, you know, they'll come back in from commercial break. And this stuff I, I think I've said on our podcast a little bit. But like, they'll come back in from commercial break and say things like, did you know that Raw was the number one yep. most watched program in the world last week? It's like, no one watching cares. That's just them going like, trying to convince people like, no, you're doing the cool thing. You're, yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah, watching yeah. Raw. You're real. Like, did you know that we've got Jon Stewart in the audience of this pay-per-view? Like, no one cares. They've no, been doing that forever, and I mean, like, have, remember, you remember when they did like uh, the one that where they used to do the the it was Gold Dust TV in the end or whatever, but GTV. Remember the, yeah. the and they had like the cast of Mystery Men back there, and it was just like, what the heck? Yeah. What are you Gene doing? Garofalo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben Stiller, they were all back there. Huge God. wrestling fan, yeah, I'm sure. big time. Oh, yeah, yeah no Gene Garofalo, especially. But yeah, I mean that's wrestling story forever, and I think right now, you know, the big thing is like you wait for that next innovation. The fact to me, which is weird, when I come back and they still have that the Attitude logo. They still have the WWE scribble yeah, lines, yeah. And, you know. What I mean, like that. I'm so ready. you got about two more months on that, I think. Yeah, and they're, yeah. they're finally going to switch it out because they uh, got to. It feels like it's yeah. got to be time because it's totally. still for me personally. It feels juvenile, right? Because I, I associate that with high school. Yeah, I wore ties with that to school with that on the, the tie. You know what I mean? Like, that's, of course, you that's did. very cool. Hey, when you <laughs> went to Catholic school, did you tie okay. All right, yeah, when you had to wear a tie, and that was the only thing that could, did you yeah. tie that around a Hawaiian shirt? <laughs> no, that's why I couldn't. That's why I didn't address myself. Oh my god, I mean, this like, makes so much sense. But. I hear what you. This so what, I think sense. one of the things that bonds wrestling fans together is bitching about wrestling, though, right? Totally, and that's yeah. that's the thing that I think applies to you know whether it's like video games or just like comic books and movies and all that other stuff. Like, there's just a contingent of people that you know 
seem to live to complain about. Yeah, but isn't uh, that like the, all sports in general? I guess so. Too? I guess so. It's like any, like any passion. Any, maybe it, maybe it is. Just at some point, it's any passion exists solely for people to get together around that thing it, they love and bitch goes, about and bitch about. It yeah. goes back to what we were talking about with comments on articles and videos, right? Like, yeah, yeah. The, there's always these negative comments on something because that's the that's what motivates people to say something. That they don't well, like so it, right? Just, right, yeah. No, like, when you just say, you, when you, you don't walk- get a lot of people. I mean, we get a fair amount of that, but you know, it, it's it's it, it can be mixed sometimes. Sure, but, but well, yeah, it, like it, by it, and large, it all depends on the community you build. Beyond yeah. up at noon, this show, these people know that we'll be there talking to them. But mm. when they feel like it's just them talking, I feel like that's when it's quicker to be like, oh right. man, this sucked. I yeah. hate this. Also, but, don't you feel like, don't you guys get the, the feeling though that a lot of people prefer to think in sort of binary terms? It's either great or horrible. Like you you, were, you started this whole thing off by saying like, yeah, people are, are extreme right now. It's everything's either fantastic or not. But like. With everything being so fast and as fast as it is, especially on the internet, right? Isn't it just easier to like make that snap decision about something? Sure. It's one like, of the things I think I hate or love soccer, right? Like Greg loves soccer, of course. Like, I mean, who does? Bummed out Everyone. right now, super bummed out right now. Yeah. The USA I was on lost cloud today. fucking nine. To Belgium. When they lost I was like, finally, these people will shut the yep. fuck up. I'm like, it'll be back right. to my Twitter feed. Will just be Gary Witta and Colin Campbell and yeah. Darren Brazil talking about soccer, which I can and live with. Everyone what? else, you're just like, all right. Yeah. I'm at a bar and this soccer's better than I thought it was, man. Go USA. I'm gonna give this soccer a chance from now on. <laughs> you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. Help <laughs> Spider-Man. What do we, That's Spider-Man. <laughs> you know it. a New York impression. <laughs> yeah, go Spider-Man. I'll swing all these cranes over the street for you. <laughs> We're all working at 9 o'clock on this one. Come on, guys. It's New York. Radio. It's connected to all the crane operators. <laughs> New York. This is the best thing on the planet. I I think, you know, one of the side effects, I mean... (laughs) People have obviously always been pretty binary on that stuff, but stuff like Twitter and, you know, comment fields and stuff just makes it so much easier. I mean, Twitter, I mean, the limitations there don't allow for nuance most of the time, so it's just like, fuck this, Uh, or this is great, fuck everyone else. Yeah. And... I don't know. I feel like that's that's has to be the thing that you know is going to keep people away from a lot of those like th- those services and, and is going to kind of make them stagnant over time if sure. they aren't already. Like I, I feel like I'm already like slightly tired of Twitter. Oh, uh, how dare just, you? Yeah, you it's, know, it's, it's like, all about truth. moderation, right? Yeah, with that kind of stuff. Sam, I'm, I'm relatively new to Twitter. Follow Nick at Nick underscore Scarpino. It's on, on the Twitter. screen the entire time. Hmm. I guess you it's have to say it for the MP3 people. Uh, I'm new to it. I'm still addicted to it. Yeah. I'll be 100. percent But you guys have been on it forever. You guys have like hundreds of thousands of followers. You're like the Ron Jeremy of Twitter, right yeah, now. Basically, yeah. Um, Falling asleep mid conversation, <laughs> wake it up, and going like, "Let me tell you about something that happened to me 20 years ago." But uh, yeah, I don't know. I still like it. I, I, I like that at least on Twitter, you can, you do have to think a little bit if you want to say something, uh, halfway deep. You know? Yeah. Like it, it you sharpens up a little that, bit of thought. Like you're yeah. you're kind of one liner. Like yeah. Muscle gets gets a little sharper. Or you do the parentheses one. Dash yeah, fifteen. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, right. here we go. Like, oh, so that, that's why I ended up that's signing up for a Tumblr account at some point. Oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, they have a, a, a means for people to ask me questions. And then also, if I have something more to say, it's sure. Like, and it's a little bit smaller. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I don't have as many followers there, so it's like it's it's a little tighter knit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can kind of you can kind of just have yeah. Some I mean, conversations. We, we've talked about internet. I hate a lot, and I think this flows into it in a way. But we are, I think, way quick. There's so I think there's so much vying for attention right now too. Is yeah. the other thing, right? We have to talk about this with especially Netflix, right, Nick? Where we start something, and if it doesn't grab us in the first five minutes, right? It's like, well, fuck this movie. I'm yeah, out. Whereas skip, like, attention spans and the, the, just the, the number of choices Sorry. that people have, like, yeah, why would you settle for right. mediocre entertainment? Yet, 
can't fucking stop watching wrestling. See, I fell back in the wrestling hole kind of when they did the network. Yeah, that when was amazing. Like, they did I, the I feel network. like that's awesome because then What's you can go the back. Network? So WWE it's, network. It's every pay per view they've ever run over the thirty years. Uh, so it's like you can go back and watch all that old stuff mm-hmm. and all the stuff you missed in between. They have a lot of documentaries that yeah. are like the documentaries super interesting. Th- this is what happened uh, to me is uh, I got the network. To, to, I'm like, whatever, it's trial. And of yeah. course, I forgot to cancel. So now I'm signed Naturally. up for six months. Yeah. So I'm watching it here and there. We watched WrestleMania and stuff. But then Christine, my girlfriend, watched mm-hmm. WrestleMania for a little bit. She's like, oh, that's... This is weird, but then like it was like you, right? Like You're like, this sucks, but I can't stop watching. You yeah, watch I watched, I, I, we watched WrestleMania. I haven't watched WrestleMania since... I don't know. It was like ten. Sure. And yeah. uh, I watch. I don't know who any of these guys are because I like the campy old wrestling ah. with like you know million dollar man and and it's and kind of getting Rick, back Rick, to Rick, some of like, those, those characters. I feel like it's all just dudes right now. You know what I mean? Like and then when they had the Royal Rumble kind of thing, whatever, like where everyone's fighting. Yeah, that was like where all the throwaway GI Joe bad guy characters were. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I was, I was like, I'm gonna watch this for ten minutes, and then I sat there for like four hours. Yeah. Like, yeah I yeah, can't stop going. watching. The, the dark thing about. That stuff is as someone who used to occasionally buy a pay per view yeah. before they launched the network. Like now, my tolerance is just like I, it's super high because those shows were sixty bucks a piece. Yep, for three hours. Yeah, so you're getting like this great deal. And now it's ten dollars a month. So like when a pay per view sucks, I'm like whatever. It was like free. Yeah, <laughs> like I paid like zero dollars for it. Like what I, do I whatever. Care? I just sat there for three hours and ate frozen yogurt and. Portilla, come here away from the wires that control the camera and no, podcast. Shoot, just shoot through the wires. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's, it's like the the dark thing is like now my bar is way lower for. But that's all, what, I mean, like Greg was saying, that's all of us, right? Like I, the other day, I started watching Voyager, and first of all, I don't know if it's as good as Deep Space Nine. I haven't stopped. I haven't started watching that yet. But you guys tell me on Twitter, uh, and I ended up skipping whole seasons of it because mm-hmm. I was like, ah, oh, it's not very good. I just want to see how the season ends. Oh wait, I can. Skip to the season end. Watch the series, the season from, like the beginning of the next one. Right. Yeah. Now, I, I mean, I've gone through that, and you know, you have no idea what the hell's going on, but you watch. Just, I have just no <laughs> idea what's going on, but they're almost back to Earth. Get into that weird stoked. habit that people get into, where they just watch the first episodes and last episodes of something. Oh, I'm I'm about there. Yeah. I'm actually gonna go back and watch uh, the next generation, just the last like three episodes. Sure. Yeah. Just because I can't remember how that series ends, and Netflix, Netflix is in that weird place where. It doesn't have a large value to most people. Yeah, I canceled so mine. Did you? Wow. Yeah. Really? I was in I LA. I was in a hotel that. room and I had a desperate need to watch Tokyo Drift. It was not on Netflix. I said, fuck you, Netflix. Really? <laughs> it's right there. First of all, let me commend you on your choices in life because Tokyo yeah. Drift is wildly uh, believed to have brought the series back because it's the third one. Yeah, the second one was, the second one was abysmal. Garbage. Thank you. Yeah. We can all agree that's uh, the worst yeah. Fast and Furious. Yeah. I have a, a framed Tokyo Drift poster at home. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, it's it's an amazing. You're kindred film. with uh, I was with Nick. Yeah, now that we're wading into this topic, I'm sure Tim just woke up in Austin screaming because he's not here to stop you. <laughs> yeah, because Tim our, swears that the, the second movie voices. is not the worst, but it that, is the worst. What is it then? Is the worst. <laughs> what is then? Is it? Are you saying like four, four or five or something? He thinks four is weird. the worst. It's the one where they go through the the, 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 the drug tunnels, tunnels right? Yeah. But it's drug driving fast cars through drug tunnels. Tim, drug tunnel. Tim, you suck, Tim. You suck, Tim. Drug tunnels. You don't suck, Tim. Here's the thing about wrestling. Mm-hmm. Christine watched a little bit of it, was yeah. interested enough. We had Jericho on up at noon. We started watching the documentaries, and then we tumbled down a hole. Yeah. Because when you're going through the documentaries, for me, I'm like, oh, yeah, like the DX. Oh, yeah, the Madison, you know, right. the, the click and the Madison Square Garden and all this is great. And then she's like, this is just fascinating. Because, like, I still, what I love about the wrestling, why I read the wrestling wrap up on IGN, why mm-hmm. I still check Raja once in a while, right? Yeah. Is that I just want to know what's going on backstage more than anything. Totally. Right? Yeah. I, I always feel like. Who are they signing? Who's injured? Like, who just. Yep. Who got caught shoplifting? Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> you can always like once you know wrestling, you can always be plucked out and put back in without any. Oh, who's Undertaker yeah. feuding with? Great. You what need, you need okay, like yeah. one week to catch up and go like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm caught. I'm None of this who's is that Wayne complicated. Bryant? Yeah, so it's like a nice like casual thing to watch because mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. sort of doesn't matter, uh, and it uh, and it never ends. So there's no season cliffhanger. There's no like I don't, I don't watch Game of Thrones. Who has time for that? <laughs> I do. Wrestling's on. See, and the, but and this is the I thing that this is what you're talking about too. I think there's a problem with it is that since it never ends, there's no you know you have to have a new storyline every week, every two days really. Right, yeah. And so then you're always like, well, I'll show you what's going on because it's easy to pop back into. It's like video games, right? Mm-hmm. There's so many times I want to start a new game, but I'm like, I don't have enough time to invest in this right now. Totally. But I'll put it back in Skyrim that, or whatever, yeah. DC Universe that's, Online. That's I know me, that. That's me with uh, Wolfenstein. Like I really want to play yeah. it, and it's like one of those things where it's like I know I need a chunk of time, mm-hmm. and instead I spent that same chunk of time playing like eight different smaller games, right. just So I didn't have to commit. To mm-hmm. playing Wolfenstein all the way through yet. Okay. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's so wrestling song. is just like a video game you started and you know. Yeah, that's and it's what just like I play it. And just, you know, do you like, think you'll ever quit? I ha- I mean I quit for years and but then kind of fell back in and fell out and fell back in yeah. and I mean well so I mean the, the real answer is at this point we are now doing a monthly wrestling podcast. So nope. Uh, so thanks a lot, Dan. Now I've got a business reason. Yeah. To business. Yeah, business good. Reason. Now you get to write it's off good. the WWE yeah. Network. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I will I will I will say this just generally about the the hate and how hate is attracted to. Well, people haters are attracted to everything, right? Like you can't kind of escape it. The, the mm-hmm. binary nature of zeros or tens and. Loving or hating something, Greg. I like politics. Right? I know you this do. This is a very, very political thing. Like loving and hating and mm-hmm. evil and good. But I think back to you know the founders in the Constitution when they wrote it and when they were kind of all partying together after they won the revolution yeah, in seventeen eighty three. That part hard. Articles of Confederation and then the Constitution. They didn't anticipate political parties and in fact tried to warn against them. And immediately they fractured and had political parties within like one year after the constitution like official federalists and anti-federalists and the broadsheets back then were like horrific like much worse than the newspapers and news like we always make fun of like msnbc today but like the newspapers back then were insane like what they were saying about people and stuff like that and so it's it's just it's it's just time it's the hating is timeless and it's everywhere. It's like, did you know Alexander Hamilton fucked his mom? Like, you know, it's like crazy, like crazy ass. You know, not literally that, but like crazy ass. I'll vote for that guy. Yeah. So, you know, like, he, went family. Over, he went over a sect of the population. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Check. 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 Been there, brother. All right. <laughs> he could. He could run for president. Wasn't born in the United States. But uh, yeah, that was his big mistake. Was not his being born mistake. in the United States. Uh, he, he was born in the Caribbean. But. Uh, yeah, so I, I just feel like it's everywhere. Like it just touches everything, and it kind of mm-hmm. sucks. And I, I've been trying to be better about what we talk about. I'm a huge Jets fan, so when football mm. happens, I would always make fun of Mark Sanchez, especially after like 2009 and 2010, he started like really crumbling. And then I was like, you know, I'd be like, you know, he'd throw an interception, I'd be like, Mark Sanchez fucking sucks, you know, on Twitter or whatever. Like what, like what's with this guy? Bench him. And then I'm like, is that really necessary to say that? You know, like what? First of all, what if he like reads that? Is right. that hurt his feelings? Like, yeah. I don't like when people are mean to me on Twitter. And then I, you know, and I had that same instinct today. Like, with the hockey free agency started. I'm a big mm-hmm. Islanders fan, so mm-hmm. I, I, um, I originally wrote my tweet out. I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna keep a close eye on uh, Twitter today to see how badly Garth Snow, is the GM, fucks everything up. That's what I wrote. And then I'm like, that's mean. So then I just erased it and I said the New York Islanders because then it's a group, at least a group of people. <laughs> that, was, that, that was after that last uh, wrestling pay-per-view. All I did was get on Twitter and just type wrestling! Exclamation point. It it's like, almost as if someone were like, I mean, I can, I, can't, I can kind of understand a little bit, but I don't know what would drive a man to like rant for 15 minutes straight about how much he hates like a sport and so you're you're being like the twitter kids and the like, comment kids you're misrepresenting the argument it wasn't that i hated the sport 
It's the Fairweather fans for the World Cup that popped up out of nowhere that I know. Well, I was one of them today. The sport isn't I worth it. You weren't were like, tweeting your balls off I about it. I legitimately got at that game, and I sat down, and I came over to give you the score. I mean, the, the sport isn't even worth hating. It's worth completely ignoring. <laughs> it's just like, why pay any attention to it? It's everywhere. It's you couldn't for, get away from it. It's for brigands and hobos. It's like... For now it's now it's over. You should have seen the the comments were the be- the fucking best on that on that on that video that we did for the World Cup. Oh, I'm gonna go back and look. It's so good, dude. Because I my favorite thing, and I tweeted about this. I don't know how you guys feel about this. I thought it was funny. I retweeted like hundreds of times. I was saying like, guys are like fucking twat Americans with your, your arrogance, you fucking assholes. Like all this kind of stuff, whatever. And I'm like, you know, like you know, they're so full of themselves. They're fucking worthless. Like all this kind of shit. And I'm like. You're on YouTube. It's an American website. Like we we made that. And are you on your? Are you typing it from your iPhone? They, and then are you going to go check Twitter and play right. Xbox? The fu- and then and then watch your American movies and your American TV shows and listen to your American music and all that. I was like, relax a little bit. Like, all right, we have like a bad reputation around you, but you're still replicating everything. No, we do. they're going to go play ZX Spectrum games. <laughs> it's like relax. What's the, why? Why so personal? It wasn't even against soccer. It wasn't even that soccer. Well, because I didn't want. <laughs> well, because because Tim named it "Why the World yeah. Cup Completely Sucks," which is probably a good. It's a good title to get people to click on. We it. definitely got a lot of clicks. Yeah, that was clickbait. That was you guys are nightmares for that sort of thing. But yeah, that's <laughs> absolutely. We have good. We're gonna name too. this. Yeah. We're gonna name this one like you know. Uh, Why well, I can't quit wrestling? Halle Berry naked. This is yeah. that episode. <laughs> Look at Halle Berry naked. I I I in jorts. Yeah, to put George. a pin in it. Halle Berry. But, call it Halle Berry naked, and then in parentheses, not swordfish. Because every time I click on that, it's always just that same thing. <laughs> That's a good thing. Wrestling's mm-hmm. junk food, and it's comfort food. Totally. You yeah. go back to it. It's you know what you're getting into. And yeah, and I don't have to pay close attention to it. It can just be on, mm. and I can mm-hmm. do something mm-hmm. else with my time. Thank uh, God, Ross. Three hours. <laughs> yeah. Right. Colin. Yes. What do you got for a topic? Uh, so uh, we did a conversation with Colin, the acclaimed. Emmy Award winning show. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, daytime Emmys. Yeah, day, Spike, daytime. Yeah. Broke ass Emmys. Broke ass <laughs> Emmy Award. Uh, we did a conversation with Colin about Kickstarter a long time ago, and I've been very vocal about my oh, yeah. disliking of Kickstarter for you're years. A big, you're a big non Kickstarter. Uh, and, uh, and by the way, just to answer the questions, because people ask this all the time, we are going to bring conversation with Colin back for one more season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we promise it'll happen later this summer. It's coming back. Um, we should head into the World Cup. We appreciate that you want it back so much. Why you want it back, I don't know. Because um, they don't want to hear Nick or Tim. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. You want to hear me? Fair enough. Vote for me for president. Um, Districtlines.com slash Game Over Greggy. There's also so, that Team Fat shirt. It feels like love. So fundamentally, like I'm still I'm against love. Kickstarter for the same reasons I've always been against Kickstarter. That I think it's somewhat predatory in the sense that, um, it, especially with big companies like Harmonix did it recently or when Double Fine did it when they're like, these companies <laughs> with means, big games under their belt, publisher uh, connections, and probably quite a bit of money in the bank go... We don't really believe in this product enough to use our own money, so we're going to go uh, to the masses to get the money ahead of time to make a game like they were doing with uh, Amplitude or like you know uh, Double Fine with their games. A lot of people did it, Bob. Uh, Obsidian, whoever. Yeah. Um, but I've been kind of coming around on it a little bit, not in the sense that I still think it's it's right or wrong. I still think that big publishers, big names, really have no right to do it, whether it's in movies or music. I just think it's kind of fucked up and wrong. Like it, it pushes out the little guy, it takes attention away from the little guy that really needs the funds. Um, but just in the sense that we've been getting some good stuff from it, um, and you can't deny that. 
You know, and I always talk about intellectual honesty and how and challenging yourself and not being rigid in the way you feel, and that that's kind of a lost art with a lot of people. So wait, wait what brought those around? Just wait, which which shovel knight was the one that brought? Oh, okay. shovel knight. Now people remember. People were really confused because I I exclusively revealed shovel knight on IGN back before it was announced. Suck it, giant bomb. Oh well, damn. Oh, what up? What up? <laughs> <laughs> East side, west side. Oh, but but I bring that. Shit. But I bring that up because people are like, well, you hate Kickstarter, so why would you do that? And I'm like, because I'm trying not to be biased. Like it's 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 still a game and still people, a Care, yeah. I'm going to care sure. about it and I want to cover it. I think yeah. it's really interesting. Um, but, you know, I have a good relationship with those guys and, you know, they sent us the game and I really liked it and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, the fact of the matter is um, this game is unpublishable, you know, and I don't think that like a game, like a real publisher would back it. Now, maybe they could have found some venture capital or something. I think that a right. smart and person would publish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they asked for $60,000. They ended up getting like $300,000 um, and it ended up being a great game. I think it's the best game of the year. Um, and you know, and I still think the other great games, Child of Light, South Park, whatever, Danganronpa, these are all great games. But this is really the, my favorite game of the year. And mm-hmm. I, I started to kind of think back, and I'm like, you know what? Um, there is a, a a method to the madness with Kickstarter in terms of the products gotten. Now, I still think that the the the, the model of taking money ahead of time as a pre order and then making profits off of that money without any risk is really fundamentally messed up. Um, but for smaller guys that that like to do Kickstarter that don't have those means or those connections or whatever, it, it does give us some good products. So I really kind of want to just talk to people and talk to you guys. Um, it's one of those intellectual honesty moments, kind of mm-hmm. one of those moments, those those come to Jesus moments where you're like, man, maybe I was wrong. You know? Hashtag Colin was wrong. I know the hashtag oh, no, usually no. Colin was right. I've had your I've had that reaction. Sorry to interrupt you. No, I'm just talking about my Rezo gun. Uh, Colin was right hashtag because everyone made fun of me for fucking six months. I come back from Gamescom like this is PS4's best game. Everyone's like, "You're an asshole." Everyone, Look at, yeah, it's like, no, guys. F- four people in the comments, a few on Twitter. No, people were harsh about about were, that. Were they all just like, "What about Knack? Yeah, they were like, "This downloadable game wouldn't come out of retirement yeah, for exactly." <laughs> and they were all, and then and then when it came out, everyone started hashtagging Colin was right because Colin was right. But today, Colin was wrong. Nick. So I mean, I, I don't think you're. I don't Hashtag think you're wrong. Maybe. I think that the, I see your perspective and. From someone who you know has aspirations of funding giant projects one day, I want to, you know, I'd love to make a film one day. And I look at guys like Kevin Smith, uh, who use these crowd sharing platforms to to jumpstart things that, or you know, the, are the producers of Veronica Mars, who you know, you were on TV, mm-hmm. and so it's very difficult to look at that and go, I don't understand why you can't just call up your network buddies and get a check cut for that and go shoot the movie. And then you start reading a little bit more about it, and it is true. It's very difficult to get anything funded, no matter who you are these days. Especially something like that, that like you look at it and you're like, this wouldn't be a, a good risk for right. Right. someone with money to take. Like It has to be that passion thing. It has to be the, the fan step. Yeah. And we, we always used to say... Uh, you know, I feel like there there have been people over the years, plenty of people that would say like, "Oh man, if they, only they would make a sequel to this, I would pay two hundred dollars for that." Mm-hmm. And Kickstarter is the thing that lets those pe- people put their money where their mouth is. Yeah. And I had a real problem with it for a long time too. And and I, I my my problem was one of like who is vetting these companies? Who's who are who's vetting these people? Like, what's the the risk involved that these people can just take the money and run away? And it was one of the things where, like, as someone who, you know, kind of talks about things before that, like, I was very hesitant to talk about active Kickstarters. Like, I still am to some extent because, uh, you know, like, I don't want to be the guy that says, hey, look at this. You should put your money on this. And then they run off with the money. Right, right, right. Um, you know, and, and I bought a Pebble watch. It's terrible. The thing's garbage. <laughs> it's a piece of trash. It's a flimsy. It's, it's an awful thing. But see, I think, I mean, from my perspective, it's too hard to get good ideas funded in this day and age. 
with through traditional uh, means. I firmly believe that. In the movies, uh, yeah, I can't really speak to video games, but in movies, everything is either a sequel or a pre-existing property that, that just reboots. Well, that's what video games, games yeah, are too, yeah. And it's it's because it is as safe of a bet as as it can, can be, mm-hmm. right? But finally, there is that third option for the investors. And I kind of disagree a little bit in that there's there's not really any risk on either sides, if you think about it. And that's the beauty of Kickstarter, these crowdfunding sources, is that I'm only giving you a dollar. And I don't know too many people that can't give a dollar, right? It's not a risk if that project never comes. Game over, go get up, bandcamp.com. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm willing to take that sort of like, okay, I'm going to give this guy this to, to and see what he's worth and see if he can actually come through. I heard a fascinating uh, interview with the CEO of Kickstarter who was saying, they asked him that. They were like, what happens if someone takes the money and goes? And he goes, we haven't had it happen yet. And if they did, then their name would be ruined forever, and right. there's nothing that you can't—they can't really come back from that. There's nothing right. worse than your name ruined forever in business if you yeah. were to do that. Yeah. And then they actually said, if it were if it were to a certain point where it was a lot of money, they'd probably go after legal means of getting mm-hmm. the money back and putting the person in jail. Which I was like, that kind of makes that that makes me feel a little bit better. I just wonder, like legally, what leg would they have to stand on to try to prosecute someone? Because the whole thing is like, this is not a pre-order. You're funding a thing. Like there are risks involved. Right. And there have been people that I've heard of that have abused Kickstarter. Right. Oh, yeah. A lot of people just... They've gotten shit fails. Shit tens fails. of thousands of dollars right. and then put like $1,000 into their project. And right. like, voila, here I am. Um, but for every one of those, I mean, you have hundreds of success stories, which I think, you know, the, no system is perfect. Every system yeah. is imperfect. For, for me, it was it was meeting uh, Max Temkin from Cards Against Humanity. Oh, um, and yeah. they, they kickstarted that originally, and it was the sort of thing where they were they were approaching it in a very open way. They were like, you know, look, you can just print these cards out if you want. Like, we'll put them all up, Creative Commons, all those stuff. But like, if we'll print this like nice package and this yeah. boxed version, and if you know, if you want to get that from us, we will we will sell it. And it always felt like they were approaching that from a place of honesty and and providing alternatives and stuff like that. It's like you know, and, and I think it's worked out really well for them. Uh, and and they've been huge proponents of Kickstarter since, kind of advocates for for other people that are that are using the platform, even though they obviously no longer really need it. Um, and you know, talking to to them kind of about their story and kind of how they uh, how they use the platform, it kind of turned me around on it a little bit for things of that size. For you know, these people that are approaching things like you know, this is a thing we really want to make, and you know, like we just don't we don't have the capital to make it ourselves, and it's kind of a bad, it's a risky business idea that you know. Has no lifespan past this one thing. You know, you're not going to go right. invest in this and then what's project two? What's project three? I think you know for the cards guys, it, obviously they they have a lasting business. But you know, by and large, if someone's out there like, I want to make a hoodie that when you zip it up, you can still see. Uh, it's you genius. Know, that's I, so I got one of those coming in October. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you're gonna rob every bank with it. Exactly, it's, it's gonna be beautiful. Uh, you know, it's it's those those types of projects that are just like what you know. What's the lasting business model on that? You're gonna get into the clothing business and like make a second one and make mm-hmm. a third one, like maybe, but maybe it's just a one off thing. And and mm-hmm. for me, that's the stuff that that makes me kind of a believer in the platform, like games and and the bigger projects and stuff like that. I definitely feel a little weird about. Um, but yeah, well, it depends I, on who it's coming from, though, right? Like if it's someone, it's two dudes in their basement in like Ohio, exactly. Yeah, and that, they're like, we got this great idea. Um, we want to see it come to life. Can you help us? I think there's something really pure and really awesome in that. The other thing I hear all the time that I read about, especially you know with movies, is that you hear about a movie bombing, right? A movie that's supposed to be really popular. Maybe it's based on a popular franchise, mm-hmm. but it's a big studio film and it bombs. 
And no one will ever come out right and say why it happened because no, everyone wants to work in Hollywood again. But it's usually a commonly upheld notion that it bombed because there were too many chefs in the kitchen. There were too many studio heads. There were too many executives. There were too many, too many people who could tell you. To death or something. Yeah, or it yeah, got or, focused you know. to death. And there's too many people to, to, to water down the, the, the purity of the creativity. And that's what excites me about Kickstarter is that you can go on. And if you have a big enough fan base that loves you, they'll give you something. And then they go, we just want to see what you do with it. Just you. And there's a ton of pressure in that, but there's also something awesome if you can come through for your there's fans. There's something pure, right? It's very pure. You have a vision, and, and, you go and deliver. And it's not like That's it's why, not yeah. 80 people telling me that there's got to be a giant spider at the end of my Superman movie. I can just make my Superman right. movie. And, and that's why I started to feel a little bit better about some of the larger studios doing game projects on there. Uh, it was it was that idea of just like, you know, I think, I think we all know deep down that like, you know, Double Fine, they were not doing outstanding. Yeah, Kickstarter. It was not, you know, that was like a hail mary for them. I don't yeah. think they were expecting to even get that much money. Like it was weird at the time, um, but you know, I, I think that, that they've done all right mm-hmm. by their backers and and, and generally uh, a few bumps along the way, and like the harmonics thing, like making an amplitude game is bad business. That's a dumb idea. It's a <laughs> it's a sequel I would love to see made, but like if you kind of step back and look at it. And look at like uh, the the Rockman game they did that was basically an amplitude Blitz game. or whatever. Yeah, Blitz. Yeah. Like this is not a sound business move. And they say they're putting in a bunch of their own money to it. I mean, you know, we're like we're not looking at the books for it or whatever. Yeah, oh, but we know? will. Yeah, exactly. And it's, that and that. But that's the will. point. Is the like, internet. Someone will find those books. Right. And look yeah, through. Yeah. That's the point. Is the mitigation of of risk was one of my major issues. Sure. Just because I'm like, if you. Yeah, it, you can't always find capital, right? You can't find it's in, very game, in, in gaming world. You can't find you know venture capital uh, or publishing, and same in the movie in the movie industry and stuff like that. I just I had more of an issue saying like my whole approach to it in the beginning was like, all right, like a company Obsidian needs five hundred thousand dollars to make their whatever fucking RPG, and they the the, the model should have been like, hey, um, we need twenty investors at twenty five thousand dollars a piece, you right. know, sure, and we will. You will get all of your money back when we make the game, like, and we sell it. We'll, like, you'll be paid back, and then you'll each own five percent equity in the in the game sure. or whatever. Like, make it a risk reward kind of thing because there's stuff out there that I would like. Mighty Number no. Nine, if I owned, if if like they were like, you can actually own like equity in the game. I'd be like, this game, this game's gonna be huge. You know, like yeah. for like for old school nerds, that game's gonna be big, and they only need a million dollars or whatever, and you give them. Yeah. Fifteen thousand dollars, and you want a little piece of it? I'm like, fuck yeah! Like, sure. and then get like a little bit of return. Obviously, we wouldn't be able to cover the game; would have been a very complicated kind of thing. All like for our, you know, for our sure. our day jobs, that you have to kind of take all that into consideration. Right. Also, yeah. also, you also that you'd been like, screw it. No, I mean, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing it. Ethics is really important. I mean, you have Everybody to. Like, already thinks he's too biased on Mega Man. How, <laughs> how much stock do you own in video game companies? Oh, at all this, I own all the stock. Billions, <laughs> billions. Activision, it's, it's Moriarty spelled. The only time I ever, the only backwards. time I ever thought about buying stock, and then I would have to, I, I probably might, might not even been allowed. It was yeah. when THQ was bombing, uh, which was a, not a good idea. But at the time when it was like a dollar ten, a dollar twenty, I was like, I'm like, because I, I really thought surely like this, it's worth more than that. Yeah, I was like, yeah. this company's gonna come back, and if you buy THQ at a dollar and they go back to ten or fifteen dollars, like you're rich. Yeah, you know, like yeah. like you're making I'm, ten. I'm glad $15 you didn't sink your entire life savings. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I was. That was the only time I resolved. Jason even talked a lot of it. Yeah, right. just stopped your hand. Yeah, Home Front Two was really going to turn them around. No, uh, I mean I'm with you. Like I like Kickstarter for. I mean I, I don't mind anyone using it, but the ones I get behind are the little guys and these little ideas. Like, uh, did you back the uh, history of video game wrestling? No, I backed uh, a, a really good-looking like Sega coffee table book. Right, all this uh, stuff that like no one's gonna yeah. make that. <laughs> yeah, 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 but yeah. that's that's what I'm talking about. Is you guys, you can back that one. Like, it's really hard to get funding, like to Colin's point. But it's easier to get funding when you've already done something small that is a hit 
and then you want to make your next right. project just slightly bigger. And that's what a lot yeah. of these guys do is they come in and they say, you know, there's the old rule, rule in like independent filmmaking. You want to make a million dollar movie, make a $250,000 movie that, that is successful. And then by virtue of that, you right. want to make two hundred fifty, make a hundred thousand, make fifty thousand. So start small and build on that. And if you can, if you have the stuff that it takes to knock it out of the park and make something that's actually successful, well, then you, that is sort of, I mean, that's that's what we should be looking for, yeah, right? We should be looking for these people absolutely. that can grow mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah, and grow with our audience. Um, you know, having said that, I've got. I'm going to be making a Greg Miller sex doll mm-hmm. that's going to go on districtlines.com slash game over. Yeah. So if anyone wants to crowdfund that, I only need $10. Why are you, you just, we can sell it on the store. We have a store. We don't need to crowdfund it. Just I, get a big life size, that life size right. sack boy costume. <laughs> 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 it's I'm, mostly, okay, thank you. Never mind, guys. It's closed. Kickstarter's closed. Goal reached. That's how Kickstarter works, yeah, right? You use burlap? Wait, what are my rewards? Uh, you have to actually, you get to You get to come doll. to where they or do the plaster cast on me. Oh, jeez. <laughs> They're going to cast his buttocks first. I've really fucked this up. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm giving this back to right. you until you rethink that. Finally, I got a refund. Uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to kind of throw that out there just in just in, this, in, in, in the spirit of intellectual honesty, just to say I've been thinking about it again. I've had, I had really rigid ideas about Kickstarter that are still somewhat there, but for the smaller guy, especially even our friends at the Comedy Button, when they kickstarted their podcast, it's not like they're, you know, it's not like a, a for-profit venture. It wasn't designed to be that way. It was like, we're going to do a year's worth of this silly podcast for you and we need to fund it um that kind of stuff makes more sense to me than um you know even double finally like we were saying like yeah they're not flush with cash but they do have connections they might have been able to make it work or use their own money there are rich people that mm-hmm. work at that company um if they really believe in the product then you kind of put the money behind it just like um a lot of people used to do mm-hmm. you know um and so and still do they still do that every day uh, so yeah, I just wanted to throw that, th- throw that out there because I know it's like it's not a contentious point really with our people, but it's a point that comes up a lot whether it's on podcast beyond or this show or a conversation with Colin. And I want to say I'm kind of rethinking it. I'm open. My, my mind is malleable to 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 being formed and, and reformed on. I think on that's re- I, I think that's really big of you, and I think that it's it's important too because I really don't think that crowdfunding is going to go away anytime soon. Oh yeah. God, no! no I think it's going to be. Yeah. I'm hoping it turns into something. They'll keep milking that, money out of people as long as they'll give it. I mean, I mean, I've I've backed only a handful of projects on Kickstarter just because I don't have the time to actually research and right. sit there and yeah. fall in love with the project. Of the ones that I have backed, though, I think they all got they all reached their funding goal, and I'm mm-hmm. excited. I'm excited to see what they are. You know, it's 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 just cool. It's a, it's an unprecedented era we live in. You know, yeah, it's really definitely like I, I'm with you. Like I, I I'm rethinking it a lot mm-hmm. as well. Good, uh, you should both from Kickstarter's just cool. like yeah, like 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 that end of it, and also just like. Was it because of the Greg Muller sex doll? Is that why you were thinking it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's going to be so good, everyone. Uh, Life size. Just that aspect of just Seven like, you know, inches. how do we, like, <laughs> as, like, journalists or whatever, like, cover that sort of stuff? Uh, like, and not necessarily want to have influence on the, you know, it's like, yeah. a, at one point, I think uh, Patrick ran a story about, like, a failing Kickstarter, and he ran it while the Kickstarter was still going, and they made the goal. So it's like that moment of just like, oops, we did like, this. That was awesome. Is this on us? Yeah. <laughs> and, and is that good or bad? You know, it's yeah. just like this moment of just like, what you know, what are we really? What, yeah. What are we yeah. really doing? So, yeah, that that was. I rethought that. You know, in in general, like we've had talks even at the site where I came up with the idea that was, you know, not received well or whatever. Not 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 ill received, but just in the sense that what they didn't want to do. Where I was like, maybe we shouldn't talk about Kickstarter games until they're funded, just so we don't act as a conduit by which we send like it should be more organic than that like, well that was the thing of, like, but it's tough like like because some of these are big deals like when the, yeah. it's when very the way, newsworthy stuff yeah exactly you know? when like, the way forward guys spin off to make another studio and make Shovel Knight or something like that like that's somewhat newsworthy you can't ignore that so it's there's that slippery slope it's tough right? yeah. in the yeah. beginning it was just a game here a game there and then it became this deluge I, I think for us it's, you know, it's trusting that the audience is smart enough to know what Kickstarter is and that like 
we're not endorsing any of this stuff sure. necessarily. Like, you know, this is something we may be personally interested in and, and you know, personally think that it would love to see it go. Yeah. But we don't know if it's going to be great or not. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm impossible. glad you're coming around, Colin. I Thank like you, Kickstarter yeah, a lot. Fun. I like the fact that fans can support what they want. Like Amplitude. Yeah. Terrible business decision, but yeah. I wanted it, so I paid for it. I, yeah, I ended up putting money into it, too. It well, you, one of the, you knew people. But I You're know, people who I, knew people. I, you know, but I, I put money into it anyway. <laughs> I know those people. I was like... <laughs> you knew it was a ripoff from the get-go. You're yeah. like, whatever. I'm talking to someone who wasn't going to be at the company a little while about God, it. Whatever. Oh, whatever. Drink. My turn. Mm. Mine. Greg. I want to hear some stories. What's your topic? Yeah, I never get to say it. Can Fine, I say go ahead and say it. Greg. What's your topic? Thank you, Nick. It's nice of somebody to ask me finally. Um, this week I want to talk about... I was thinking about this in the bathroom today. I walked into the bathroom, and I do the thing where I wash my hands before I'll touch my unit. Okay. When I've been shaking hands or walking around yeah. touching people. It's more of a cons. I was thinking about it today, though. I did the same thing. But when I'm at a convention, I don't get sick at conventions anymore because I know to wash my hands, never touch your eyes, never eat food, right. and all these other yep. things. Yeah. But this got me... It reminded me of when I was a kid... And I was kind of OCD. And right there is what I want to talk about. Mm. When I die, I self-diagnose myself as kind of OCD, which of course is an insult to anyone really Absolutely. suffering with OCD. Yeah. But I was like, as a kid, I was like, I'm kind of OCD. Well, how did you do it when you were a kid when there's no internet? Well, no, because you, well, you know what, I mean, you know what obsessive compulsive disorder is. And, you know, but what, what, everyone what, watched Double Dare and went like, thank you. But what there would you, you obsess that it was? Because you didn't know what, what any, what like, you, so you see set like a rash in your arm. No, 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 this wasn't, I'm sorry, I wasn't worried about being sick about when I was a kid well, oh, and wash okay. my hands. When I was a kid, the problem was I couldn't sleep at night because I'd be afraid the garage door was open and someone was going to oh, steal our stuff. That. So I'd wake up, I wouldn't sleep, so I'd, I'd try to put it on my head, you roll over, you can't do it. Mm. I'd get up, I'd go downstairs, I'd unlock the door to the garage, look in, see that it was there, shut it, lock the door, go back up, and then I'd be like... Did I leave the light on in the garage? Is that going to burn the house down? I'd go back downstairs, unlock the door. Looking there, I go back upstairs. Did I lock the door? And I go back down. I jiggle the handle. I'm like, mm-hmm. did I just unlock? It's like mm-hmm. this would go on all night long. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, I'm kind of OC. But then you get over it. You're just a dumb kid, probably. Yeah, you kind of grow out of it and just go like, that's crazy talk. Yeah. Though but, to be fair, like some mornings I forget. I, I forget if I have closed my garage doors. I'm backing my car out. Right. And then have to turn around and go look. So I bought a security camera. Nice. Do you check it on your phone? I'm going to point it, yeah. How long has that security camera been there? Uh, About three days, so probably fine. Okay, I'm okay. What what you did out in front of the house, no one saw that but me. I like to sleep on your lawn. Yeah, it's hot stuff. I still still do that kind of stuff. Like, uh, every day before I leave the house, I'm the last one to leave. Cheryl leaves, Christine leaves, and then Greg leaves, and I'm usually the last one out. I'll still walk into the kitchen, make sure everything's unplugged. Yeah, you won't plug it if it isn't. Yeah. God then, forbid I leave then, a toaster oven in my coffee maker. My toaster oven almost burned my house down, so that's... Keep, but it keep wasn't on left yeah. on. No, that's the scary part, is it wasn't on, but I, what? Came, I came home, and it was just... So it beeps when it goes like, beep, beep, you know. I came, I walked in the door, and it was just going, beep. I'm like, ah, what is that? Ah, toaster oven. And an unplug goes, beep. And I just now... Wait, I have, so it's just making noise. But, you know, it wasn't like smoking. Yeah, who the fuck I mean, knows what was going on? Who knows what was my favorite, it could have been my, seconds away from bursting into flames. My favorite is that Colin unplugs everything from the believe. walls, including the Wii U gamepad. So on the rare occasion I want to turn it's that mother dead. effer on, it's dead. I'm like, I'm doing you a huge favor. <laughs> Saving <laughs> you for yourself on that Colin one. doesn't do that because he's OCD. Colin does that because he doesn't want to pay the power bill. That all those little power That's the other thing. When, I, when, Bromley, when Scott Bromley lived here with me, I was so frugal about the power bill, like reducing the power bill, that we got two months free power paid for by PG&E because we reduced it the prerequisite percentage month over month over month or something like that where they were like your shit's paid for 
Like you have a hundred fifty dollar credit or something like that. Oh, that's like, amazing. Yeah. I love. Now that. we're like going through crazy. They're like goddamn lights on everywhere. No one's leaving it. Look at this yeah. thing. That oh. thing draws. That's yeah. Like I wonder what, what it really is. Right probably. Yeah. I can just reach out, turn this off. You think <laughs> no. too much. Yeah, we don't need. We don't yeah. need dark. Zip. But uh, do the rest of the. But I also right. obsessively check the stove and the oven before I leave. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. No one knows this because I'm the only one at home when this happens. But I. I go to like the you know the, we have a gas stove. Is that and why I, you leave late after everyone else? So uh, you can do this. Go through. No, because I would r- I would prefer not to be the last one out because then it's not my fault. You see, that's that's uh, the way yeah, I rationalize. Trying my, to avoid the blame. Yeah, okay, exa- exa- exactly, exactly. Right. Pull that little like crispy wiener dog out of the fire. Mm. They're like, who did this? You're like, wow, not me. I watched. Wasn't my me. It was Greg's. It. it was Greg's fucking dumbass leaving the host. The Wii U had. And then yeah, so like it all says off, and I'll go like off, 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 off. And then so and then I'll like lock there. Sometimes I come back in and check it again. But I always like shake the door when I lock it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just like certain things. She, my girlfriend makes fun of me. She like she knows my whole routine, so she'll um, she'll be like, stop it. Yeah. Like yeah. just walk away. Just walk like when we're leaving now. Right, like, Don't right, check right, it. Right. I'm like, all right, but that doesn't help me. That just builds my anxiety. Right, yeah. So how how scared were you when literally the first week? Mike Mitchell and I lived in this house. We both came home drunk, put a pizza in the oven, and passed out. And I woke up in the morning, and I was like, what the... Oh, no. And I ran over, and the oven was off, and there's just a charred disc in there. And I'm like, Mike, did you turn off the oven? He's like, no, we're all hungover. I'm like, oh, we're the worst people ever. Were you terrified? Are you going to burn the house down in a month? I don't know. I must, it must, there must be some mechanism that shuts it off. I don't know. I didn't oh, you didn't do it? No, I, I, I don't did. remember. I mean, I'm, it was I'll, a ghost. I'm often, I'm often drunk. Um, Our landlord came down. Oh, did he? No, I'm saying our landlord came oh, down. We, I was going to say we owe him money. We should probably go pay him soon, too. Okay, we'll finish this podcast. Uh, I, have, uh, I have two two OCD things that I still do to this day. I always have to check my door to make sure it's locked. Like I jiggle handles a lot. I have to keep the keys in my hand with the key. Mm. And that's the thing that re- that reminds me as I leave the door. I'm like, oh, wait. Have, if I have the key in my hand, that means I locked the door. Because otherwise, I'll go back three or four times, which is the weirdest thing. I don't know why I do it. I know yeah. I locked it. It's, but sometimes it's because I go back, and as I go back, I start daydreaming about stuff. Mm-hmm. And, then mm-hmm. I, and then I find myself on my stairs again. I'm like, did I even lock it? Or did right. I just walk up to the door, try the handle, and then it doesn't matter. And I'm also really weird about parking. Like, I cannot keep my car parked unless it's like six inches away from the curb. If it's any long, If it's any farther than that... I will continue to repark it. And in San Francisco, by the oh, way, sure, yeah. this is a pain in the ass. Yeah, this is right. not like parking at, at a Costco. Yeah. My wife has now learned she gets out of the car and just keeps walking. Like wherever we're going to go, she's just like, I'll see you there because this could take I would one think, minute. Or I would think that 15. she would help you get closer to the curb. She tried sure it you're first. not hitting it too much. Yeah, I had to park like perfectly in between. Like, you know, if there's two driveways, I yeah. have to be equidistance right. between like each driveway. Yeah. It's a whole thing. She's washed her hands of it. She doesn't want anything to do with me. She wouldn't get in the car most of the time unless I'm like <laughs> taking her someplace. <laughs> It's trippy. So, so let me just ask: what, the question, Greg, Greg was uh, OCD what or you, just self diagnosis? What, what is one of these goofy diagnoses you've just given yourself? You've never actually tested. I was talking about I'm I'm hard of hearing and I'm, I can't smell. You are hard of hearing. It, well, it's true, but it's just like one of those things. Like, how hard of hearing am I? I You're don't pretty know. Hard of hearing. Let me know if Colin ever does anything <laughs> by my head. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's funny because I think I feel like it goes both ways. Like. Um, you know, you're kind of crazy about that kind of stuff when you're younger. You you think you're sick or everyone has those kind of things. You're going to die or whatever about, you know, some illness, some virus or disease that you've contracted. But then it went the other way for me after college. Like I, I developed as, as you guys, well, you guys know, like I have, a, I had a small bump on my nose and yeah. uh, I was like, I don't want to be vain. I was like, I'm not going to be vain. It's just what God gave me. And I was like, I'm not going to worry about it. I was there for a couple of years. And then finally I went to the doctor and had it checked out. And they're like, oh no, that's skin cancer. <laughs> So I was like, oh, that's good. Yeah. So it went, the, it went the exact other way where I was like, I wasn't diagnosing myself with anything. I was like, there's nothing to worry about. Yeah. Even then, when they cut it off, they're like, oh, we're just going to send it to the lab. 
it'll be fine. No big yeah, deal. Yeah. Here's you know, the way, but and then they call me like, oh no, that's uh, that's it's kind of serious. You got to come back in. We got to cut, 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 you know, cut your nose open. So I wish I, I did self-diagnose myself at that at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, um, you know, uh, I, I I'm gonna get a little perverted here, but yeah, uh, when you first start, when you first start having sex. Mm-hmm. When you're younger, uh, you self-diagnose yourself. Can't when, wait! Yeah. <laughs> Very excited. I've heard so much about it. You, uh, you um, I don't know about you guys, but I would like to, I would self-diagnose myself like you know being totally protected, uh, uh, safe. Oh, yeah. And you say like, oh man, now I'm I'm fucking gonna die. You know, I got this girl gave me so this totally clean, nice girl <laughs> gave, gave me something, uh, and I'm gonna die. Now I have like, I have a friend that's just that 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 used to do that to the extreme where it was he would have the biggest hang up about that. Like he would never, he would never go all the way with a girl, all the way up to like our mid twenties, and I was like, "What? Why don't you want to do this?" And he's like, "Because it wasn't even that he was afraid he was going to get anything. He's like, that's not what I'm afraid of. What I'm afraid of is that afterward, I always think that I got something with no cause whatsoever. Sure, and I'll just lament about it for like the next six months until yeah. I get to ten. You, you wait for some some anything, anything. anything. Like, he's like, I just, he's like, I'm constantly thinking like. Like, oh my oh, god, I got this it. thing. I got it. And I'm like, but yeah, but you're gonna know within a few days. And he's like, no, 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 no. I've researched this. And he's like, you gotta get tested like a month and then six months out and then a year out, because you gotta make sure you're clear for everything. And sometimes it doesn't show up until like a year true. out. Yeah. And I'm like, but that's just too much to think about. Like it's just my, worth it. I'm like, be as safe as you possibly can and then enjoy. If you can't enjoy, then you know, join a monastery. Well, that's that's why he was he wasn't partaking because he couldn't enjoy. True story. Not. He finally went all the way with somebody and got AIDS dead. Damn. Damn shame. That's the game of Reggae that Show. That TLC song was, was about him. It was a collab of yeah, Waterfall and Alanis Morissette Ironic. Yeah. yeah. What um there was the uh uh the Boston song in the nineties was about this. Uh, uh yeah, uh, yeah the, the the impression. The impression that I, that I get, yeah, it was about the fear of getting like AIDS or no really yeah I didn't know that or like obsessing over the thought about it that happens to everybody right like that's what you I mean when I when I became sexually active like a mm-hmm. nuclear warhead that was always Two a concern ago. right like yeah, a nuclear warhead yeah. oh god it's gonna go off You're, I'm like Soon. yeah I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get horrible disease something's gonna happen blah 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 well, I mean just the the they just were shocking you into it like, that was the thing through the you know through the 80s and all that stuff and just like there was I mean you know I'm probably a little older than most of you guys or all you guys there's the like the just say no stuff and then there's like dude don't have sex you're going to get AIDS yeah, yeah. it's going to happen yeah. do here's, not even get near drugs they, they will kill you here's but a photo we, of a totally disgusting penis that's like dis, just destroyed right. with some STD yeah oh yeah that's that's the worst. Worst. this is your penis on syphilis yeah. the worst is in sizzling this. in a pan you're like oh, this is a weird commercial <laughs> yeah. can always, I go back to dinosaurs they tell you this and it's, you, and it's really good advice if you think you have any sort of disease, whether it be a, a sexually transmitted disease or just the normal run-of-the-mill diseases that might kill you, don't Google it. Oh, Do not Google it. <laughs> yeah, self-diagnosing on, just, on WebMD is the worst. Don't go to your I doctor. I got a fever? Wait, I got a fucking fever? Yeah, It's yeah, a little yeah. red. Oh, my God. Things that have fevers. Uh, the common cold. Yeah, it's like... The every, Ebola virus. Right. It's the yeah. worst. Shit, oh, it's got to be that second that. one. It's, I really, that. it's the one with, from Outbreak. I really believe that the internet... The internet's made a lot of things better. I think mm. that the internet's made that worse. Worse. Sure. Way yeah. worse. Yeah. Although, having said that, you guys know I have this problems with doctors, right? Where I don't think they pay enough attention to you. I don't sure. think they care about you. I think every time you go in there... The other day, I went in to have my shoulder checked out. And he's a very nice doctor, but he's one of those doctors that's like training people. Mm-hmm. So, he spent more time talking to them about me than me about yeah. what was wrong yeah. with my shoulder. And I had just gone through this terrible thing where I had to get a couple MRIs and like I'm tor- super claustrophobic and I was super proud of myself for finally going through with the MRI because I was like able to center myself with some Kung Fu stuff. It was amazing. 
That's old school. Um, no, no, I was able to actually get through it. And I was like, Doc, I, I did this thing, and now we're going to finally figure out what's on my shoulder. And he was in and out in 30 seconds. And I'm like, is that what they do? Like, do they just leave, Google it, come back, and be like, it's probably just this, and then they go on to the next patient and, right. and then drive their Porsche home I mean, to I, their I, golf car's house? It, it all comes down to what you, I think, the doctor you have and what they're doing, right? That's like, like every had, doctor, though. Like, I have one, I've had a lot I, of good I, ones. I lost, a lo- I lost a lot of faith in doctors. My dad spent about a year in the hospital, um, and, you know, at one point, basically, they were just like, well, you know, um, with some of this stuff, you know, you might there's something to be said about quality of life. You might just want to go home. Wow! Like, what the fuck are you like? You know, and just you know, just live it, just let it ride out yeah. until the end. Uh, I mean, he has made it home and all that stuff since, and yeah. So, but it was like that that moment of just like, dude, this isn't sure. No one has led. This has not been made to sound this serious. Uh, so like him recovering from that and and kind of making it out and yeah. just some of the other stuff that happened to him. Like, I, I mean, I had a lucky year, I had a lucky like, run when I got sick. Yeah, but like that I had good doctors. Now yeah. I was the same thing as Colin, right? Like I went in there and I had these bumps on my neck forever, and I was like, eh, whatever, 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 and they'll go away. There's just a lymph node, and you go in there, and it's like, yeah, I have this, and like oh, and then, like when he felt them and his eyes lit up, I was like, oh fuck, this isn't like I, yeah. <laughs> I thought for sure you come in and I was like oh, I've got I've got mumps simplex too. Don't worry about this. Get out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah, you always yeah. expect that, right? I was afraid I was wasting their time yeah, and then yeah. yeah they come in like flipped out it's like oh okay see I'm the opposite where I'm like oh god this is gonna be something super serious and then I never really know like I right. still don't know what's going on with my shoulder no idea the guy's like I guess we can do some cortisone shots and I was like isn't that what quarterbacks get in their shoulders yeah. like what what do I do that's on the level of a freaking quarterback uh, you that carry the show. just the zebras uh, and, the, and the chirons and you make the chirons I gotta have the peak values Set the peak values are essential yeah. to this to this podcast. <laughs> That's true. No, I don't know. I I've, I have one. My primary care physician is awesome. He, but when you go to the specialist, I really just don't think that it's a crapshoot what you're going to get. My and cancer it, specialist is awesome. Yeah, but I mean, for me, it's like my thing's not clearly not life threatening. So why do they, why do they give a shit? Your arm falls off as we talk. Right. It's like no one's going to get sued because at the end of the day, sure. my arm just hurts. Yeah, like so. I, I just need to go get checked out. It's, it's been a while since I've been to. I'll give you a physical. Yeah. All right, yeah. Cool. I can, I'm really good at turning my head and coughing. Widen out the camera, everybody here. Guys. <laughs> I'll just lay out on the table and just go take me. We have the paper. We just have the paper. We put it over the right. table. Yeah. I hate yeah. the paper. I hate the paper. Am I the only one that hates the paper? Stupid. Why do they still have it's, the paper? It's super gross. I hate when they uh, they pull the paper on the bed and they're like, oh, sit on the bed. And I'm like, I don't want it. I'm going to ruin the paper. Yeah, yeah the paper just so seems nice. like a waste. Yeah. And you got to throw it away. There's always that dark secret of just like, you know, if you're stripped down, you're like, you don't want me to sit on the paper because I might leave something behind. Yeah. It's been a rough day back then. It's been I got been at the convention all day, you know, yeah. got the leaky butt. Yeah. No. You, you went right butt? to it. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. went yeah. right between the lines yeah. on that. Uh, one. Last time I went to a doctor, they were just like, Your cholesterol's really good and all this other stuff, like you're you're doing all right. Like the asthma's a, a real bummer and making it harder for you to lose weight, but like, yeah, you're fine. So yeah. I've, I've been riding that for a good See, that's and that's the thing, like when I go good. in there and like they yeah. do the blood test and they do the blood pressure on me because I have to get these checkups right. all the time, yeah. I'm always waiting for it. Yeah. Like, do you eat Chicken wings every other day. <laughs> like, what? No. So they're always like, "Oh, your pressure's so, so such yeah. over such." And I'm like, "Is that good?" Like, "Oh, it's real good." I'm like, oh, I, "Yeah." I'm always worried they're going to start pumping up the yeah. blood pressure thing. It just says Burger King here. Is that what is that? It's, it's just a scale. It hits the king. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Red yeah. The last time I went to the doctor was for my when they diagnosed me with celiac disease, which mm-hmm. I later ended up being false. Oh. Uh, and I missed uh, did you find out that was it? false? He went so to I, I had I had blood tests. I got them back at E3. And it was in 2010, right? 2011. Something oh like that. yeah, this is the, one of the best Colin stories of all time. When you realize what a crackpot he was, because he was waiting for these test results forever. 
<laughs> they called you right just as we got on the plane. Yeah. So Colin is. Uh, I'll be, I'll be Colin in this scenario for viewers watching at home. Colin's me. I'm on the window. He's in the middle seat, and literally the phone rings as the plane starts to taxi to take off. And Colin is talking on the phone, and then the lady comes by. She's like, "You have to get off the phone, sir. We're taxi." I'm like, "All right." And then he just buries his head into my chest to keep talking. And the lady comes by. She's like, oh, "We will stop the plane." He's like, "I'm getting test results. I'm getting test results." <laughs> and then I, so I went. I didn't know what celiac disease was. I got the E3, and then we got into the war room, and I yeah. googled it. Then I read about it. Then I cried. I started crying. No bagels, no pizza, no beer. And uh, and I'm an Italian, you know, New York man. And uh, it was really hard for me to bear that I couldn't eat semolina anymore or anything like that. Yeah. So then I just accepted it. They were like, you should really get an endoscopy. Because that's the gold standard. Like, that will... Your blood tests indicate you have it. You probably shouldn't get your hopes up, but... Um, you should do it for sure. You should probably... Just, you should just know. Yeah. 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 So then I just went about two and a half years, just assuming that I had it. <laughs> Going gluten-free for, like, a week at a time being like, I can't do it. And then, like, e- eating and feeling guilty Paying and terrible. 35 bucks for a... Gluten-free pizza yeah, from Patchy's, Pucci. like, once a week. Oh. Then, uh, then in November, last November, I went... I finally was like, let's just do it. Because I was having... Ba- I have, like, really bad stomach. And uh, mm. they were like... You know, I was, I, they put me under. <laughs> and I was talking to the doctor. I was going under. And I was like, uh, I hope you guys don't find anything. He's like, don't count on it. That was the last thing he said to me. And then I exonked then I, I out. I woke up. He's like, "All right, so we'll have." It's he's a like, horrible thing to say to yeah. someone. He's like, "We took the samples from your stomach." He's like, "There's no visual evidence that anything's wrong, but we'll, we're going to send the samples back." Uh, you have uh, multiple ulcers. Uh, he's like, "Are you?" He's like, "You're." you're I'm like, "I'm a total warrior wart." So like, I'm totally paranoid. So, so uh, do you walk around on plug-in toaster ovens yeah. and Wii U game pads? <laughs> and then, uh, and then we went, and then my girlfriend and I went to Tahoe for vacation, and he called me there, and he's like, "So uh, turns out you don't have." Uh, don't, you don't have celiac disease. I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, we are. This is 100% sure that you do not have celiac disease. I'm like, he's like, your blood tests say you do, but this says you don't. So, um, go nuts. He, yeah, he's like, he's like, well, we still want to treat you. Uh, we, you should come back in so we can talk. And we still want to treat you uh, like you uh, are a celiac. So you should have a gluten-free diet. I'm like, no, nah, I don't think so. And then... Uh, Threw and your then, phone yeah, in the yeah. Tahoe River. Yeah, and I was like... And then I just never... I was so mad at them. Stuck I, the I phone still, into a sandwich. And <laughs> <laughs> I was like so... I was so... And I got off the phone. My girlfriend like I was like thought I was in denial about it. And I told her. I'm like, they told me, told me I didn't have it. Like, she's like, you're a fucking liar. Because she's a doc. She's a, psycho- a forensic psychologist. So she's like, they diagnose you with this. Like, you have it. And yeah. I'm like, no, I really, I really don't have it. The only, so the only thing they said to me was like... You, your blood test came back and you have really low vitamin D and they're like that just means you don't get a lot of sunlight this is San Francisco and I'm like yeah that's the reason maybe it's because I don't fucking leave my house uh, and that was and that was I'm it. so depressed because I have celiac disease exactly yeah. so that was yeah. my that was my we, celiac adventure we worked in a basement for several years and there was a, some vitamin D deficiencies on staff for a little bit there y'all got it's, rickets we're getting real close <laughs> if it wasn't that it was going to be scurvy or something yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You, know, yeah. Whatever. you don't want to get scurvy no. nobody does that's the pirate disease yeah, yeah. Nick Greg, what's your topic? I got another fun topic from Twitter. Remind oh, me, another fun one, ladies and gentlemen. If you if you have a topic for the show, please feel free to follow me on Twitter at Nick underscore Scarpino. Tweet me your topics like the Furious Iceberg. <laughs> That's pretty good. I guess it's pretty good. In ten years, should Disney reboot Star Wars episodes one through three? It'll have been twenty five years, and doing a good take on Vader's fall is needed. Which I think I agree with. First of all, it, the fact that it's been 25 years since 1999 at that point is just scary. I mean, isn't, that, isn't that trippy? 15 yeah. years right now, which is insane. I remember going seeing that abomination uh, live with my... You used to say, me some people gonna die. I remember, you love not, that. You love it. I went to see it with my brother and my dad. They took My bro- my dad took me out of school. I was in ninth grade when it came out. 
and uh, or tenth grade. And uh, I remember seeing it. and I'm like, oh, that was pretty good. You know, I like walked out of there. Like, eh, yeah, all right, yeah, I can sure. do that. Like the Darth Maul action it was pretty cool. Maul was pretty bad. We can all agree that Maul was badass. Yeah, he was awesome. Um, he there was some terrible, like, like that Rick Oli, Rick Oli or whatever, the, the pilot that like was the worst actor in the world. Was it like I, I, that stuck out to me? Jar Jar Binks sucked, but I, overall, I was like, I was okay. And then like slowly, like you could see it with my brother and my dad. Yeah, we were the same like, thing. Wait a minute. We went out to lunch afterwards, and we're like, <laughs> like we're all like, okay, that was pretty good. And then we like went out to dinner, and I was like, but wait, like. That pod racing scene kind of sucked, you know, and like the the, the, the announcers were a little weird, right? And then like a month later, like we would meet again and be like, eh, everything was the, the the guys in the beginning were racist Asian uh, yeah. stereotypes, and yeah. and, uh, and then so everything slowly started falling right. apart for yeah. everyone. I think that's the way it went with everyone. Some people act, maybe I'm wrong, but some people act like they went in and they hated it immediately. And I don't so know if that happened. I ended up kind of like at that point, I was relatively indifferent about Star Wars, um, even even before those had come out. But at the time, I was friends with a lot of people that worked at a movie theater chain. I was dating someone who, who uh, she, yeah. she, she ran a movie yeah, theater. Tell us about that. So it was a lot of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, no, I think so. <laughs> I don't know. It was dark time. Um, so I got to see that like uh, the night before it came out, or, sure. or maybe one one night even before that. So like you know, but it, it was a bunch of movie theater employees, and you know, at some point you've seen so many free movies, they're just like, man, fuck all this shit. So I, a lot of us came out of that going like, that was not so good. Like not like outraged and freaking out. But even the people that love Star Wars were just like, I don't know about it. Like uh, you know, Star Wars. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I kind of kind of came out of it saying like, whatever, that that was lame. Uh, but then I had this like advanced knowledge for two days and like really wanted to use it. And yeah, yeah, it was like it took everything I had. Oh, you're like that guy that read the end of the Harry Potter book yeah, seven, exactly, yeah. and he immediately ran out and told me about it. Yeah, I, like I, I wanted to do that, but I ended up not quite doing it. We, uh, I was in a band at the time. We were playing shows out and about, and we the the day that movie opened, we actually or the the day before, I guess. So it was like they were going to show it at midnight. Uh, and they decided somewhere in the South Bay, they decided, like, what if we got some bands to play in the parking lot while people were waiting in line for Star Wars? <laughs> so, like, here we are, rapping in front of kids waiting to see Star Wars. And it's just like, I'm just kind of, like, obliquely referencing things in the movie that won't make any sense to that. I can't remember anything too specific other than, Let's like, just say those like, metachlorian just cans. people got pushed into pits and shit. Um, and uh, it, it was really hard having... A microphone in front of this sea of people, many of which had come in costume. Yeah, of course. yeah. And uh, one Gotta of the other guys, uh, this guy Ben, that was in in the group. Kenobi. Uh, yeah, he was in there. You know, uh, we decided we were going to do like a Star Wars costume contest thing, and the the winner was someone dressed up in a full like X wing like pilot outfit helmet, Sweet. Like, like great looking. Just like spend a ton of time on it. And Ben, yeah, good guy. He's come a long way. Just grab, give him the biggest wedgie. <laughs> in the middle of this parking lot the poor kid just wanted to fucking see Star Wars in peace and here we were swearing in front of them talking about how we didn't much care for Star Wars and then then he had to give him the wedgie you know, just, I don't know it, the whole thing sadly that wasn't the worst thing that happened to that kid that night no I guess not it's, yeah I guess you know well, at, I think at, I, at the I, end of the night he had to see Star Wars yeah. and we're like, I dressed up see I'm with Colin I think I was I was sort of similar I w- you, you go in with you wanting and, and liking it more than you probably should have right at the first one because you're like it's Star Wars it's the first Star Wars we've seen in my like in forever however long what 10 years 15 years and uh, no longer than that uh, 16 years 16 years 
And uh, so I think we all got out and we had been hyped because those trailers were awesome, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Meet like Joe that. Black was it? I remember people used to go see Meet Joe Black just to see just the trailer. Just see the and trailer, right? Yeah, that awesome line. There, was there like, wasn't the internet yet. I wouldn't go see Meet Joe Black because Meet Joe Black was dope. <laughs> Claire Filani, what up? Really good yeah. Movie. No, that's yeah. Claire Filani. What yeah, up? yeah. What's, what's, where she's where did you watching. Exactly. Where'd she go? Craig's. So you see the trailer and you have that you have the cool line where he's like, "At last, we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi." last we'll have our revenge you're like what's gonna happen it's gonna be so good and then you go in and it was not good and you don't want to believe it because i didn't want to believe it because i was like it doesn't matter what happened in this one there's gonna be two more mm-hmm. and they're that's gonna what totally i felt make too. it up right? and i thought the second one especially like, they gotta gonna, tell a story here man they gotta set they it gotta, up it's just, just a start of the story they gotta set it up i don't worry about metachlorians whatever he's gonna have some cool spin on that Lawrence cousin's gonna come in he's gonna write the second one's gonna be the bomb um then the second one came out and you were like oh no <laughs> the second this one is not going to get better. This is just going down the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. The second one was the one I actually start. I was actually starting to get personally offended because I, they I were like in theaters. Oh, they had. Z- I mean, you're watching the Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman have zero chemistry. They are not falling in love. You do not believe this at all. It's on, it's as if that was like the first day they met was the love scene, which is like sacrilege if you're a director. You don't do that to your to your your cast, but it's. It was just terrible. And then by the time you got to the third one, you're like, I just got to see it end. I just yeah, want to. You know, way. it's like when you've got a dying grandmother and you're like, I love her to death. But she's you in take pain. The pillow. And you just, yeah, slowly. Su- or not, like what, what Colin does every time you turn around with Portillo. Yeah. He just goes to squeeze his neck. <laughs> I'm not sure if I ever actually saw the third one. Really? Yeah. It was pretty good. I'm not sure Ooh. I did either. I saw the second Ooh. one Ooh. drunk in a hotel room in New York with someone from Rockstar. I was like flying <laughs> out there to see something. And just like we had some time to kill, it's just like ah, let's turn on the TV. What's going on? We've been drinking on the plane the whole way out, and that was on. I was like, yeah, let's watch this. I, was like, I just remember it being bad. But, but I, can, really bad. I have the high ground. Like it's sadly, really they bad. all had good parts of them. Like yeah, all oh, yeah. really good parts. Like the fight, all the fights, Darth Maul were awesome. I liked all the stuff with where he goes to the clone factory in the second one. Um, the fight at the end between Anakin and Obi-Wan was actually pretty cool in the Up third one. Up until the stupid, he gets his legs and arms chopped Which off in one kind st- of just, I have the high ground. <laughs> he's you like, fought, you had this amazing fight forever. It's just one half circle. And yeah, you he's like, him. you're only five feet away from me. Don't try it. Because I'm two feet higher than you are. I'm going he to was cut. reading a lot well, of military around strategy like freaking books. Planet of the Apes. They're all over the damn place, and you can't <laughs> jump over them. I mean, the, 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 thing. the problem was, like, I actually, I, and we've said this before on the show, like, I feel like the movies actually got worse. A lot of people feel like, that. I, I actually feel like episode one, strictly because of Darth Maul, was actually really superior to the other two. Because at least he was I agree. Everyone will agree with that. Yeah, a lot of people think that that's think, the worst one. I thought three um, was good. I, I enjoy. Now I want to. Fo- I've always been indifferent to Star Wars. I've never been in love with it. So it's like whatever. These are fun movies. Yeah, I'm fun. Yeah. But I. But I do remember. You know, I really loved Star Wars when I was a kid. I was really. I was really obsessed with Star Wars when I was a kid. And and, um, you know, I remember that feeling of like seeing that Lucasfilm, that greenish, Lucasfilm oh, you yeah, know, yeah, logo, yeah. and then like the 20th century. And I was like so fucking excited. You know, then the scroll happens. It talks about the Trade Federation and all these kinds of things. I'm like, this is really interesting. And I actually really like the first 10 minutes of the movie, like, where they're on the ship. And, yeah, that was cool. And it's like, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon are sneaking onto the Trade Federation mm-hmm. snip or, right. ship or whatever, and they use the lightsaber to, like, cut through the door. And, yeah, yeah. And, they, and they move, like, super fast for yeah. some reason. Yeah, yeah like, that was the first like, time I was like, where I was like, oh, so cool. Jedi's are cool. Yeah, and, but it quickly went down. Like, and so there's other cool scenes in it. Like, I love the scene. A lot of people underrate the scene with Darth Maul in the desert when he first fights them, and he oh, comes on the speeder bike, nails. and he like, and he like does a flip over the bike and or off the bike, and then only opens one side of his lightsaber yeah. and starts fighting them or whatever. And I was like, this is so because you know he has the double sided lightsaber, he doesn't even need to use. Yeah, it. Yeah, you saw in the preview, and you're yeah. like, when's it gonna come out? And then that last fight is like, epic. 
really, really. And I, like I always say, I love the scene where Darth Maul. It's very subtle where Darth Maul's backing up towards the closed door, and he just puts his arm out or whatever, and he like, goes, and he like, and like, yeah, and he it like, opens and like up. sends some like thing striking into the oh, like so, good. so awesome, you know. But other than that, it sucked. And uh, the second so one, should they reboot it in ten years? And I just want to say the second one ruined Boba Fett forever. Uh, made him better, you mean? They no. gave him a backstory. No, it made finally. him a fucking clone. I don't want to go down this road again with you. <laughs> All right, we've gone down this road before. Boba Fett was sacred, and they fucking ruined sacred. him. He's a shitty fucking clone. All right, period. Uh, no, they should reboot them. They should. They should go back in time and undo them. They can use that Disney money. To Here's make a the time thing: is that ten years isn't far away, right? Ten we, years from we now already ha- is pretty far. But I mean, not in terms of movies, because they have the. Ne- when's the next one come out? 2015. They're, yeah, they're going to keep going. Yeah, and then they're going to have. Delayed, though, then right? 2016, I think. Now they're talking. Well, it's 2015. Yeah, so it's Harrison Ford yeah. broke his fat. Foot. If it's 2015, then it's 2017, then it's 2019. For but then the, they're going to do the. the like, like, where's the Gary Widow one? The odd yeah, years will be like the, your yeah. Gary Widow movies and yeah. that right. sort of stuff. So I think by the time we get through the movies that already announced, it's not. It's there's going to be no reason to restart it. To reboot it. I think they will, though. They'll have something... They'll need to do something at that point, though, won't they? I mean, yeah. you know, maybe that'll just be like, ah, we re-released the original trilogy again and we unfucked them. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I'd like to see it happen. I'd like to see him no way. give it to... Yeah, 10 years from now, they're like, JJ, you want to take another crack at it? Because JJ will do a couple and probably go away for a while. They'll I'd rather see new tracks. stories, though. Why do we need to see... We already saw it. And, and, and I would hope that there would, would be, be like something like, you know, in 10 years' time, there'd be like a new J.J. Abrams or someone to step sure. in and do it. Like, I'm sure there like, will be, but like imagine, if, imagine yeah. how amazing it would be if the, if the entire world was like, we, we everyone can unanimously agree that those were kind of mistakes, and now we're going to all rise up and support three more that just build into that same original story that but it's just loved. gonna fuck the timeline you're gonna you're so you're only rebooting the three movies that's even more crazy when they reboot all of spider-man that kind of makes sense well, what right. if they reboot all nine of them and just start with those three yeah i mean that's probably what they would end up doing but Ooh, i don't know that's I mean, hardcore that's but if you th- if you touch a new hope or empire a jedi man but, but, I don't want to live on that world. But, it, but if, yeah, I mean, like ten to fifteen years from now, who cares what you think? You're not in the movie scene. <laughs> yeah, you're old. That's like, yeah, dead. like they're not who making, them, they're not right making them for you. Come to think of yeah, it, yeah, I mean they're not making those for you. They're making them for kids. It's good, right? Uh, no, that's true. I just I couldn't imagine like those movies are wow, so sacred. Is. You know, like the the cast in those movies, especially like sacred. You know, like the A New Hope is it, it ages well. It's all weird and fucked up. Like when you watch, it, it's not very well made. But like it's it's a really special movie. Empire is really the epitome of that series sure. and. Uh, you know, you can't imagine. I, think well, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine like recasting those things. Now, I will say this real quick. This is funny because I, I swore off a few episodes ago. I was like, I'm never, you know, because they got rid of the expanded universe's canon, which right? Yeah. Deeply insulted me. Mm. Um, and I was like, I'm no longer gonna give Big a shit Masters about Star Wars. Big fan, huh? Huge fan of that yeah. that fine PS1 fighting yeah. game. <laughs> uh, and uh, no, but I, I spent like I was saying, I spent like hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars on this shit when I was a kid, and just time like read every book, and I I, I felt like it was all real, and it's just all like, yeah. oh, it's fan fiction. Uh, but <laughs> Timothy Zahn's a joker. Get him out of here. <laughs> but uh, episode seven. So when this stuff happened with Han Solo or Harrison Ford, as we know him in real, real life, life. <laughs> uh, it happened, and he broke his leg. I right, guess or he yeah. really fucked his leg up on the set. But then all the stuff started leaking about the plot. And I don't know if you guys saw this or whatever. They were talking like, about on, on any cool character. news and stuff. Yeah, and like um, I was like, if this is true, I have to be. And I tweeted, I'm like, I have to be kind of honest with you, like. I'm pretty stoked about the plot. What's the plot? Just that that, I knew that it was like revolved around Han Solo a lot or whatever. What the fuck? I knew it revolved oh, around Han Solo. Landlord. Okay. Hold on, I'm gonna, Hold on. I'm gonna answer it. Hello? Okay, have a good night. Bye bye. <laughs> Sorry, that was our landlord. We haven't we haven't paid rent yet. <laughs> 
Uh, I love it. I love amazing. it so much. Evening of the first on you immediately. Yeah. yeah like, no, what the well, because I saw my money. I saw him before, and he uh, he went out. He goes to his um, son's house for dinner, and he oh, gets okay, home. Sure, sure. So uh, anyway, uh, the, the plot just very brief. Like, there's not much about it, but it, it's about and turn it off. If you don't want to know. It's about apparently Han Solo leading a search party for Luke Skywalker who's gone missing. Oh. And like that sounds kind of awesome. Like I got to be totally honest with you. Like old Han Solo is looking for like his old friend. You know, because Han Solo's like in his seventies, or at least Harrison Ford is. That's actually really cool. So like, yeah. I, I was like, so I'm like, that sounds kind of rad. And then you know, find a yeah, young Luke you Skywalker like... on the planet Genesis. <laughs> again, remember, like, but but they could do the original three again and not touch anything and just build into the rest of the canon. Like they've already been made. We already know where they have to go. As long as they wind up with. Basically, the main thing of just retell those stories dead, and just go like, "Hey, look, look, guys, like you know, the, the people that were stewards of this franchise before suck. So here are these three movies again, and we fixed them. You yeah. can't do or that. You can't them. do it. I think you could. No way. You have to reboot the whole universe. I don't think you. Do. I think I, th- I think, I think that would be the like three. super cool if they rebooted the whole universe at this point. That'd be really interesting. Wow. I'm sure I, they will eventually, but probably Disney paid four billion dollars for that fucking. Yeah, movie. I mean they're gonna make those get, long yeah. after all of us are dead. And, I was gonna say, I guess like the analog to this is Star Trek, right? Sure. Where yeah. really the 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 JJ Abrams Star Trek undid all of the other Star Treks. So right, but you know, that would have been interesting nods to it and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I, I I thought that first movie was awesome. Yeah, you know, like second one. Uh, it was. Is fine. that that's the one with the Cumberbatch running around? I Correct. think I saw that one. I saw that one. Con. I forgot that one. Yeah, it didn't have the. It was con forgettable. Moment. It was yeah. it was good. It was entertaining. Yeah, that's as it much was. can be said about it. I really like the first one. I cry at the beginning of the first one every single time. I tell this whole story all the time. I cannot watch the beginning of Star Trek. The J.J. Abrams When reboot. Thor dies? When Thor dies. Mm. When Chris Hemsworth... He has a name, Greg. Thor. 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 Yeah. When he said... When he's talking... And he, like he's doing all this stuff... And like... Do one man bands... Like killing the Romulan ship in front of him... And he hears the, 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 the crying of his baby... Yeah, and then she's like, and then they had this, this totally normal conversation about like... As his son's born... As he's like rocketing toward the ship... I just... I man tear up every single time. Yeah. It's so good. It's the birth of James T. Kirk, man. Yeah. A legend like, is born. What are we gonna name him? She's like, she's like, let's name him after your father. He's like, Tiberius. No, that's the worst. Let's name him after your dad. Let's name him James. It's so good. It's good getting like, damn it, pins and needles on my face. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Oh, anyway, just like uh, just like the other famous line from what we've been talking about tonight, the sand. It's of course gets everywhere. <laughs> I hate the same. Hayden Christensen is like, oh my god, no. that's the line I was trying to. That's that's what I was trying to remember. Where he's like, you're fine though. You're like the what did he say? How is that whole thing go? It's terrible. The thing about Hayden Christensen, remember, I think it's bad direction. He's great in Shattered Glass. Everybody go watch Shattered Glass. Shattered Glass, fantastic mm-hmm. flick. Just putting it out there because I'm a journalist. He was he's a good actor. That's the sad thing is that he just wasn't given very much to work with. Probably not given very many takes and. Probably had no idea what he was doing in any scene because everything was green around yeah, him. Yeah, we're yeah. on a green screen. That can't be easy. Yeah. Uh, so I say no, don't reboot. Nick, okay. what do you say? I say yes. Jeff, what do you say? Fuck it, dude. It's just Star Wars. It's just Star Wars. <laughs> Colin, last question to you of the evening. It's coarse and rough and irritating. I'm irritating. It gets everywhere. It gets I, I have, that's even worse than I remember it. That's even worse than I remember it. <laughs> Colin, if you had to That's pick, a good take. What? Which character... Is the lesser of these two evils? Okay, mm-hmm. you got your Jar Jar Binks mm-hmm. or your Bane. What do you mean? Well, Bane is Bane and Jar Jar are different. Bane is an essential character. Yes, <laughs> and Jar Jar Binks is 
the just the worst. I mean, Jar Jar Binks is one of the worst characters in the history of cinema. Like I even <laughs> I don't I don't like Bane or Rises, but I'm not gonna say he's worse than Jar Jar. Bane is the best, dude. We all. I mean, we we've tread this. He's arguably the best character. How do you feel about Bane? I, I'm kind of indifferent on the topic. What did you think Bane? of Rises? I didn't see it. Oh my God. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. No. It's so the, you did the right. You made the so right choice. So here's the thing that happens: you see movies for free for a while. You date someone who works at a movie theater. When all that goes away, the last thing you want to do is go to a movie theater. Mm, she uh, might be there. No, it's just like at some point. <laughs> like, like I, well, a couple of things. Like a, it's I, I, I don't like seeing movies with you know people. Yeah. Because uh, you're used to seeing them late at night with no one. Uh, and then also, like, I just at some point was like, I, just hate, I hate hanging out at movie theaters. Sure. Yeah, I feel uh, the same way. And it's, it's one of those things, like, I'm, talk about I'm, I'm amazed. Over going to the movie theater. Why the fuck do movie theaters still exist? I don't know, but I... I, I wow, this conversation just like, came this out. This is fucking broke. terrible. I don't yeah. ever want them to die. I love that long walk down, like, the carpet with your popcorn, and it's spilling all over the place, and you look up, and you, that's not your theater, and you realize it's all the way on the other hall... You gotta deal with You're describing all the things I hate. <laughs> oh, I love it. I like the smell of a movie theater. I like when like you get out to go to the bathroom and you have to run because they don't stop the movie and it's really quiet in the hallways. You know, I just I love the whole experience. I'll always, I'm always a, gonna love going. I to have movies. a like a you know in terms of just like distance to screen and all that sort of stuff. I have a better sound system and yep. television yep. in my home to watch those films. Day and day and digital. I'm telling you. Totally. Yep. Like, there you go. It's over, Nick. Just lean into it. It's never gonna be over. It's never gonna be over. It won't be over, but you'll be paying twenty five dollars for a movie ticket before. I'll you pay. Know. I'll pay. Yeah. Because the day, the digital day and day thing's gonna happen eventually for sure. Like with everything. Yeah. And then movie theaters gonna start to close, and you're gonna only have There'll premium be movie theaters, theaters yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like it's you, you already see a lot of that because you know exhibitors have to figure out new ways to bring people into this like dying thing, um, or or I guess actually I mean that business is still afloat for what it is. But you know, yeah, that's why you have your Alamo draft houses and like we serve beer. Come to a movie theater. We got. Please come to our movie theater. We have beers. Right. But once you can book seats, yeah, it'll be a little bit better. Like, you can, you know, so that that's uh, you know the, the theater in Petaluma. They have um, uh, the the shaky seats. Oh, do they? They have uh, interesting. Oh, man, I can't remember the D box. They have D box seats, and you reserve D box seats. You have to pay a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, but they are the best seats in the house. And also for some movies like uh, Fast and Furious when. They were in Brazil, like when it was like doing that pan around, like the seat kind of leaned, and you're like, "This is really dumb and hilarious." <laughs> uh, See, I'm just thinking like Alamo Draft House. They're building one down in the Mission, right? Yeah, where you can yeah. just book your seat. Right. That's a big thing. But totally. even then, it's I'm gonna have some annoying person around me, and I hate them. Yeah, no, yeah. fuck people, fuck people indeed, ladies Word. and gentlemen. Nick, that was your topic. That was a that was my topic, Greg. Don't click off yet. Don't click off. As always, Nick, your topic was driven by the community. By Twitter. Mostly Twitter. All right. Well, we're introducing something new here on the Game Over Greggy show. Correct. For next week's show, the people get to pick what your topic's going to yeah, be. Yeah, you guys have been awesome, by the way. So thank you so much for sending all those amazing... Keep uh, sending them. Nick underscore Scarpino. Nick underscore Scarpino. All the topics. I write them all down. We go through them together and we talk and they're all amazing. They always get a laugh. If we don't ever do your topic, by the way, just know that we talk about it. They always get a, a, a laugh. And, and just know that the, the one to beat is still uh, what would happen if you had to rename Earth because the name was already taken. Which is genius. That was still the best one. So if you can beat that one, I'll be very impressed. If you can beat it, it's coming on the show. So uh, to sort of say thank you and to kind of give the power back to the audience. Greg had this great idea. Greg, you want to describe it, or would you like me to? Um, I don't mind you doing it. Okay, you so I've got the two. power back to you. Now. I want to let you guys pick the topic for next week's show. Retain so some of the power. If you are we going to put these on screens? Yeah, right you now? have to be. We'll put them in the description too, in case you're on mobile. But if you're watching us on YouTube, sorry, MP3 people, you have to wait for this episode to go live. Right. What we're doing is putting on screen right now two choices, Boom, two, two choices. thumbnails. On this side, you have topic one. This is awesome from Twitter. Pregnancy scares. 
So that could be the potential topic ooh, ooh, for next week's show. Topic over here, kind of by my face. I'm, I'm going to put a both Greg's well, face. right there. They're not right, right masking anybody's matter. face. They're going to mask Greg's <laughs> face right here. Uh, is what would you do if you met your clone? So click on each, which, whatever video you want to vote. Exactly. No, well, what happens is you. I understand you're going to want to watch what happens on other, both sides of the videos. Whichever one gets the most thumbs up is uh, what like will win. One. So you click on both. You can see Nick's talk about pregnancy scares and the, what, the clones. Whichever one has the most thumbs up by the time we record next week on Wednesday, that's the winner. Awesome. That sounds great. Yeah. Cool. Gonna be good stuff. I'm excited. Sounds all right. Hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been another episode of the Game Over Greggy Show. Remember, every week, four, sometimes five best friends gather around this table. So many best friends. Each. What'd you say? So I have so many best friends. Yeah. Yeah. Four to five. And then we, we cycle people in. Right, exactly. Yeah, I see no longer my best friend anymore. Best friend. I, I want to be nice. Jeff's best friend. Yeah. You think Jeff will hang out with me after I this? I think Jeff's best friends with us now. Yeah, sure. It cool. happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> now, now I know where you live. So exactly. I can, I can just cruise. You have all the power now. Yeah. Now I've got the power. Uh, remember, we post the show every Friday as an MP3 over GameOverGregor.Bandcamp.com. You buy it for $1. It's the entire show. You have a good time. If you don't want to spend the dollar, we totally understand that and don't judge you. Instead, Monday through Thursday, you get each one of our topics broken out at YouTube.com slash GameOverGregor. Friday, the entire show goes up as one giant video for free. We hope you enjoy that. Buy t-shirts at DistrictLines.com slash GameOverGregor. Thanks for coming out to support us at Rooster Teeth Expo. That's what it stands for, RT Expo. Uh, yeah, that's, that's correct. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wanted to let you know. Sounds cool when you say like RTX. Though. RTX Red Rock, that game. Yeah, that's true too. That could be another one. Jeff. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, thanks yeah, for having me. It's a pleasure hanging awesome. out with you. This has been great. We love you. Yeah, I'll be your no. friend. Yeah, absolutely. I think cool. we're friends now. Okay, we've covered that. We're friends. Nick, you're Facebook. You're friends with. Yeah, we'll get you can get him on Facebook. We're all friends. He'll give you. Can I follow him on Twitter? I'll send you a LinkedIn request. The That's the ultimate friendship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure serving you this evening. I'm your friend, Greg. <laughs>